0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega. We're
1: listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
0: Oh, nothing much, man. I'm just uh ready to talk about some things that suck. Like <laughs> team USA basketball. Um some stuff that was great, like the NBA finals. A couple of you know, funny things I noticed uh, throughout the week and we just got a lot uh to cover here, so just ready to do it, man. So what you uh,
1: not much, man. Like it feels like this week was almost like a month with all the stuff that happened. Like um <laughs> it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy like uh, all right so let's since we're since we're talking about sports let's just let's just get to sports right so uh in the nba finals ended uh the day after the last show we did the milwaukee bucks won in six they lost the first two games and won in uh the next four i think that's pretty much what happened to them two years ago with the raptors in uh in the eastern Conference finals right yep yeah um Giannis. He he had an all time great finals run, an all time great uh, postseason campaign. Um, he's twenty six years old. He closed out the finals with a fifty with a fifty point game, and I think it was like eleven or fourteen rebounds. Doesn't matter, fifty points. He was unstoppable. Uh, there were times where he was the only person that the team like he was could do anything, and um, you know, a, a lot of people have questioned whether or not he had that in him, if everything's weren't optimal for him. And he basically put his head down and said, no, I'm keeping my team afloat. We are winning this and we are go- we are not going to a game seven. We're in it and shit now. And I thought that it was a special performance for somebody that I thought, um, I think we both thought we both liked and thought for a while. Like if he can just reach one more level, we're talking about, you know, somebody that you can never forget as long as you're, um, alive from the perspective of historical, um thing as opposed to being a generational talent i think he's all-time t- talent now i think he's one of the um 25 greatest basketball players already um given what his last four years have been um and like at this age like i unless injury happens i think the next five years he's going to be this good and you're gonna have to deal with it
0: um so uh, what are your thoughts on it Games five and six were some of the most entertaining basketball games that I've ever watched. Um going like that I'll take it back to game five before I get to game six, like that last play where Drew Holiday had been clamping, you know, pretty much the whole game and going nuts himself. Um and he, you know, broke out his his own variant of the, the Jason Kidd hands um uh, <laughs> And when he steals that ball, like there, there's actually two sequences. There's one where he like rips Devin Booker and hits a three. And then there's the one where he rips Devin Booker at the end, runs up, and then Giannis flies in from outer space um, to throw down the alley oop, like the the NBA street essentially. Uh-huh. And he, um, you know, contorts his body out the way because Chris Paul's two hands shoving him and he lands safely. I'm like, I jump off the couch I'm like I can't believe I saw this this was like I was like this is why I like basketball it's like the the, the, the defense steps up make a great play run down you see some absolutely crazy athletic shit um, like I mentioned to you off the air I was like I love like you know the way the Warriors played the last like you know years like the Warriors dynasty it's like it's the best basketball we're probably ever going to watch right um you know all the shooting, the the ball movement, the different looks on offense, the uh, spacing. Like I'm like that's great, but that that feels like optimized. Like you know you just can't do that shit. But like I mean you can't do this either, right? <laughs> what Giannis is doing, but it's mm-hmm. just like it's so much like it's so more much more raw and visceral the way he gets it done. Yeah, um, and I just loved it. And then in the game six. He just like decided we're not losing. Like we're not putting on suits. We're not getting on no planes. Nothing. The 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 buck stops here. Like it's over. Like I'm going. Like you have no big man. You have no no one that can stand in front of me. I'm gonna do what I want. Uh, to quote Lil Uzi Vert, and he was just like, I was just like, damn. Like he's 26. You know, he had some injury luck go his way on uh, this time, but, you know, a lot of people do. Um And I was happy because I thought Giannis did it the right way. Like, I praised him for re-signing with the Bucks, sticking with his team that drafted him. And the organization, like, made a questionable move with the Drew Holiday thing. Like, we were like, yo, that's a lot of draft picks for Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday worked out pretty much better than you could imagine. And Chris Middleton was awesome throughout the finals as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him stepping up, hitting, you know, different big shots um, at different times. But I was very happy for for Giannis, and it just felt like, yes, that young man deserves that. He deserves all this love. Like, uh, hearing his, his story and how far he came, uh, you know, talking about, you know, uh, from Greece and, you know, from Nigeria here, and then, like, uh, how poor he was. Um, and I I was listening to Levitard. The story uh, sounds like
1: some Sammy Social Dominican Republic shit like how you hear about like Dominican players how like they started playing baseball with 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 a glove being a milk carton a used milk carton like hear the story about him and his brother were sharing uh, shoes to play
0: like that's crazy. Like he was like not eating and showing up to practice and not telling anybody that he hadn't eaten or whatever Um, and there's a book coming out about him, uh, next month I'm planning to get it. Uh, that pretty much details his entire struggle. They were talking about uh, when he first got to the league. He hadn't been used to having money before, so he wanted like his money in cash. Like it was a while before he, you know, had direct deposit, and he didn't quite like get the concept. Like there was a, a staffer that was hanging out at his house, and Giannis, uh, pretty much always having to know what he has at all times because you're trying to budget, that shit, essentially, uh, whether it's food or money or anything. There was a staffer that ate three Oreos uh, from his kitchen or whatever. The next day, Giannis goes to the practice and goes up to the staffer and is like, yo, why'd you eat my three Oreos? And, like, this man's, by this point, I don't know if he's a multimillionaire yet, but it's just, like, the mentality for him hasn't changed. But, like, but at the same time, he's also, like, <sighs> But his situation like, is he's taking care of his family. He, like he's sending money back. He's been sending money yes. back
1: the whole time, the whole time.
0: That whole time, and he was setting up his house for to move his family here. And they weren't sure if they were going to be able to move here because the Greek government isn't like the U.S., where they guarantee citizenship to people that are born there. So they were waiting to get the word they could move to America with him. And the whole time, all his game checks are going to basically set up for for the family to move over and. Yep you know, I couldn't be happier for him and uh, he embodies everything I like about the game. Yeah. Um
1: And me me, and some of the friends uh, and some of our friends in like some of these group chats have gone at it because like I think people have gotten too lost of what his game is and the stuff he can't do as opposed to the part where it's like, that shit don't matter if he's kicking your ass and he's balling. Like, I remember um I remember 2015 Finals when uh, uh, LeBron ended up getting up two one, ended up losing in six or whatever, and like LeBron didn't shoot well in that series, but his like numbers were just ridiculous. like thirty five and twelve and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember Julian, our homeboy Julian, that ended up playing at Eastern Eastern Kentucky. he was saying like his game just he doesn't have a go he doesn't have a bag of go to moves like in and out dribble between the legs you know step back cross cross tween and all that shit and I'm just like that shit don't matter like that like I understand what you're saying Julian and I, I I see what you're saying to to an extent but when you have that when you can be peeled off the dribble you ain't got to do all that right Um
0: Different. and
1: I, and obviously with like LeBron. LeBron's game is different from Giannis, where Giannis is like, he's realized what his like his true ceiling is as a basketball player. And that's always been in or I, I think I realized this last year. Like last playoffs, play, it's like he needs to be a he needs to be a screener. He needs to be a ball screener. Someone needs to ball uh, and he needed a point guard. It's like it's cool that we made him a point guard when Jason Kid gave him the ball uh four or five years or five, six years ago, and he started going nuts, and that's when we first start noticing. I was like, bro, jason kidd has unleashed something with, with him being a point guard but it was only going to take him so far with his limited range as a shooter and like if he never gets 15 foot range oh well like he's a fifth he's the fifth or sixth best basketball player in the world doing this like
0: everybody like, and, em- and on any given day like how competitive he is and how hard he plays like He's going to always be able to give you work because he's working and operating around the rim like he was right. doing the stuff like in the 2011 finals. We're like, LeBron, go to the fucking rim! Like, there's no hesitation with Giannis. There's like, I know what I have to do. I'm, I'm, I'm built for this. I'm, I'm throwing uh, DeAndre Ayton off of me. Like, I've lifted these weights. I've put in the work. Like, they're like, I didn't care. Like, I, I saw someone say something like. Um, He basically came into the league with Kevin Durant's frame while Kevin Durant mastered, you know, the jump shooting and, uh, you know, everything else. Mm -hmm. Giannis went the other way. He was like, I want to master the weights like and he he didn't even know how to lift weights when he came into the league. And I think that
1: was also born out of necessity. Right. Like, I don't want to say, okay, you only get
0: three square meals too, probably for the first time.
1: Right. Like, you only get, we talk about it often with, uh, when it comes to, uh, football players or whatever else that are like under recruited and all of a sudden, like, well, how come they end up going from being some two star recruit to being a first round draft pick? And most times it's stuff like this person was in a situation where they weren't eating, um, a consistent, uh, uh a consistent meal or they were too big to begin with and they had to lose weight or, uh, <laughs> or a situation where this person didn't go to camps at, in this range. That's like, it's how, that's how people get missed on, right? But, uh, for the most part, but or people have these random growth spurts where, like, oh, yeah, this person gained 50 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. um But I think the thing with Giannis is like that weight program was like, look, man, it'd be cool, it'd be great if you could do the Durant stuff, but like you only get tapped whoever who, the creator only <laughs> taps you on the head with certain attributes, and no matter how long you in the gym. And I don't doubt that Giannis is in the gym looking at the way he's looking at what he's his body transformation over these years and how much better he's gotten year after year after year. Like, there's only a ceiling on what you can do. Maybe Giannis never becomes a three point shooter. Oh, fucking well. 30,
0: <laughs> 40, tw- 30,
1: 50. No, well, I just mean, like, like worst case scenario from him, you were getting 30 and 11, worst case scenario, and five assists, worst case scenario. Every single game, and it don't matter if it looks good, it don't matter if it looks bad. You know that that dude, he's going to get you numbers, and he's a consistent performer in that way. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it looks. It's like I know that's the reason why we, um, we were getting, or I was getting like annoyed with uh, some of the guys in thread, not the in the in our homeboys thread, not the social suplex thread. I think they all appreciate Giannis for for whatever he is, right? But mm-hmm. like the talk of the bag and doing all this stuff, and like comparing. Con- the juxtaposition of him being on the court with Durant for seven games is like, well, why can't he do this? Like, bro, there's only one of them. <laughs> like, Kevin Durant is the first unicorn, right? Like, the seven foot dude or close seven, damn near seven foot dude that can ha- has all star guard skills and can, has thirty foot range. If they if they made more than two of those, we need to we need to we need to check for aliens. So, yeah. um, you know, I I think like so he went the other route like I could he couldn't handle he was already destined he was going to be great regardless of his body transmission he was already but once he started pulling the weight it became another thing and he's gotten better he became bigger defensive uh, force and like he had the ball in his hands he was just the last four years he was incredible and like the one thing that we were thinking about like when he got uh, bounced in Miami, against Miami before he even he ended up getting hurt in that series but they were still were, they were still like they were going to lose him if he got health uh, he had health luck that year was like he needs a point guard like Drew Bledsoe and DiVincenzo they weren't going to get the job done and then they end up doing this and um, Bled- uh, end up getting Drew Holiday and like Drew's not a perfect point guard but he's a lot better than whatever he's had in that just that enough enough was enough was some injury, a little bit injury luck in this they have a title now and i'm happy for him because like when he signed that extension i remember last summer I, I, I was flat out wrong about it because they ended up winning but it's like bro he signed his extension and this might i think this is it like he's going to be in like kg and in, in five years where we're like all-time great player never won uh with the team because he was too loyal and and ultimately being in d- downfall, and hopefully he can, you know, at the end of this, this final big contract, he can go somewhere where he still has some knees on him, um, some tread on, the t- on his tires, and, you know, go somewhere with a ring, and I think Milwaukee would be will be okay with that. You know, it's like like the Ray Bork, Kevin Garnett situation we, we talk about with athletes where it's like, you gave us your prime, we couldn't get it done for you. As a fan base, we, we want you to win it somewhere else. We'll be happy for you. But luckily, it, it hey. worked out in his favor. And, and, and I'm happy for him because I yeah. I really thought I really felt bad for Dude because I was like I like watching the play I love the things he does on the court and I don't think that like this franchise especially after they botched that Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, thing and off says like oh my god they, they they don't know what they're doing so I'm happy this worked it has worked out for him
0: I really am Look, and he not on the We Are the World shit he's trying to kick your ass like bring that back <laughs> bring that back I you know this shit been too pretty in here you know. But um, I, you know, uh, from transitioning from the Bucks, um, Team USA basketball. God damn it! Um, so disappointing. So just I watched this game Sunday morning. Who did they play France? France, mm-hmm. yes, France. Who's beating us twice in a row now? Um, Greg Popovich. Is like eleven and six as a coach for the USA, right? Um, I'm watching this game, and all I'm seeing is like, wow, like there's such a stark difference in how these guys play in the NBA and how they play internationally, and on both fronts, like all the 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 France guys, they're they're locked in. Uh, Evan Fournier going fucking nuts. Uh, you know, turning to Reggie Miller out here. Uh, our guys looking like they're freezing up, you know, not really wanting to, to assert themselves. But even with that, throughout the first half, we go into the half with like an eight-point lead. All of a sudden, the adjustment is made. Team USA, the Achilles heel for us this year is size, is also point guard playmaking. But the... um. Thing that really did us in with the size was when French decided to put their two seven footers on the floor and they were like, we're just going to go big. And then we could like our access paint was cut off the outside shots like when we collapsed in the fourth quarter flat out like this wasn't the case of like. Oh, these dudes got lucky, and this was like uh, some Carlos Royal, like people playing out of their mind, shit. Like this was like, all right. Like I was watching the game, and I was, um, I was talking to Catherine. It was like the third quarter. It was like sixty-two to sixty, and France was winning. But I was like, I was like, oh, I feel confident the USA is gonna win. And I didn't say that from like a place of arrogance. I was like, well, what's happening isn't like. Like like no one was going crazy for France, like at that point. Uh-huh. It was just like we were kind of going through the motions, but I thought they would figure it out. Like we were controlling the game. And then we weren't. And then there <laughs> were like and then there were broken plays. And then the um it, it's just it's just all fucked up. Like we have the most talent. We have ten all stars on the team, and we are losing out here. Uh, we've got Iran that game is at 1240 tonight starts three hours from now as we're, we're recording this uh-huh. we should blast I- Iran however hey, hey, if- you can't you can't just say that <laughs> you can't.
1: D- this bl- blast them on the basketball court
0: yes okay. Um, okay but then we got the Czech Republic on Saturday and the Czech Republic just beat Canada who has a bunch of NBA players to to qualify for the Olympics so. Um, nothing's guaranteed for team, team USA. They have to win these next two games to make it to the knockout round, but that loss was incredibly disappointing. It's making me look at Greg Popovich like you're really not the coach that needs to be um, you know, leading this international team going forward. Uh every 16 years since 1972, the fourth cycle has always been a problem for us. Huh. Uh and I, you know, I wonder why. And then I start thinking about it and it's like the way that the eras have just broken kind of is we end up losing and then we're like fuck that and then we send over the best we got and then we send over a little bit less like the next time but it's you know still really good and then the third time, it's like, well, we couldn't really get everybody, but we still, you know, got it. You know, this is your uh, 2000. This is your 2016. Um, if uh-huh. you line up like, so, so do it like this. the The redeem team in 08 in right. 1992, right? Yeah. And then 2004 is uh, 1988, right? Yeah. Going forward, so then 2008, we're like. We gotta send Kobe. We gotta send LeBron, Wade, uh, Dwight, Bob, Jason Kidd, uh, Chris Paul, Paul, Darren Williams. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then they're eating fucking hamburgers and blowing teams out by fifty, like in gas stations and shit. So, so that's our you know ninety two whatever, and then ninety six is like you know your dream team two with your Shaq, uh, Hakeem, Miller, Barkley, shit like that, and that's your two thousand twelve. A little bit older guys. Kobe, older at that point. Has Has Durant, has Westbrook and Harden come off the bench? Right. Yeah. 2000. It's 2016. It's like, huh? I don't... You know, they've got young stars. They've got... People that have kind of proved themselves, they got dudes that need to win something to f- to feel like winners like like Demarcus Cousins and yeah. your your Alonzo Morning, you know, kind of you know, similar <laughs> stuff in there. And then it all fucking comes crashing down <laughs> in two thousand four, yeah. which which it seems like we're on the, the path to doing right now. Yeah. Like it's like, all coming down. Greg Popovich was on the staff in two thousand four. Like if you think about two thousand four, right?
1: And you're like, okay, if you go back to two thousand four. No Shaq, no Kobe, no Paul Pierce, no Kevin Garnett. The only, the only like. No McGrady. No, no, no T-Mac. The only true, and Hooney who had played in 2000. The only true stars that we really had at that point in time were Iverson and Duncan. And then everybody else was like, rookie, rookie, rookie Wade, rookie LeBron. Uh, and Marbury
0: went nuts. He scored like 31 of them games.
1: But it's like. In a regular situation, he's never he's not even playing. Like Jason Kidd would be on the fucking team, you know what I'm saying? In, in 2004, uh, so and now, now, you know, we're, we're, now we're Kevin
0: Durant, no, Dame Lillard, yep, like yep, that, those right. are your so, those no are your LeBron, Duncan and Iverson.
1: No LeBron, right? No LeBron, no Steph, no Kawhi because he tore his ACL, which we talked about how he was like how that was on the tuck for <laughs> sure yeah. enough, sure enough, it's unbelievable, yeah. Uh, no Anthony Davis. Like and you just look at like the first team All NBA and second team All NBA and like only people there is Lillard and, and Durant.
0: Yep, and then you start looking internationally. Like Luka's going fucking nuts. He scores like the the second most or third most points ever in the Olympics. He dropped forty eight the other day uh, in the middle of the night. Oh, by the way, the fucking presentation for this shit is absolutely trash. I understand really? the the um the the time difference and shit like that but like but there's no
1: excuse because we've had the yeah. time difference before in 2008
0: right like, like i only, mean because like they've, w- they've cut this shit away on nbc sports it's on tape delay right uh, like really bad they're like scheduling these things on the peacock app like uh the u.s women beat nigeria today right it was uh-huh. all over twitter they don't show that game till until tomorrow at 6 a.m on uh-huh. the app it's like why would you do this? Uh, and you can't like, even play it on demand. Uh, you can play it on demand, okay, right? But it's like, why do we have to wait so long? Like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why? Why can't I just open the app and click what I want to watch live? Like, what's going on? That's that's absolutely true.
1: Um, well, I don't know why they're treating it like their stardom. They're
0: not broadcasting. The, I, and I know <laughs> the Olympics isn't necessarily for the basket, basketball fan. Like it's for your gymnastics, your human interest type shit. Right. But, 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 but that, that, that doesn't matter. It, it doesn't they've matter. They've thrown it off if, on here. Like this shit doesn't matter. And no, no, no. But apparently
1: that, no, it no. doesn't. But here's the thing. Even if that is the case. If I can get a app in every single year updated and yearly watch any fucking NCAA tournament game I want to that's also running on CBS, uh, TNT, TBS, uh, and all the affiliates, why in the fuck can I do that for Peacock for the Olympics when they have 40 things going on in any given
0: day in the Olympics that involved the Olympics. Like, bro, I couldn't watch that Luka game if what, I wanted to. What are you
1: what are you <laughs> exactly? What are you paying all of this money to the Olympics every every four years for or every two years for you wanna call include the Winter Olympics, right? In the Summer Olympics? Why are you spending all this money to then not be able to sell this shit as ad space for
0: people what and also they're being super Live selfish with the clips like anyone that puts up a clip anywhere that's just getting yanked down by the ioc like they're like in charge of the the whole distribution so it's like you're not really gonna see espn covering it it's hard yeah, that, as that, hell to get a, a box score but that's always
1: been the case that's always like, been the
0: case like it's hard as hell to get a box score on anything like it's just like It's miserable watching this shit, and we're losing. Like, so it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, I, like, we've got a bunch of ISO players. uh, They're trying to make them play like the Spurs. It ain't working. The game, like, like our NBA players don't play like that anymore. Like, the game is different. Like, that's
1: true. That's true. But I mean, either way, like, somebody got to rise the fuck up. Yeah, they, somebody they got to
0: rise the fuck up. Like I, I I'm sorry. Like Zach Levine, uh Chris Middleton, uh getting off the plane. Drew Holiday was awesome in this in that first game. Mm. Like he was like the best player on the court. Durant just looked like his shot wasn't going in, so he said, Fuck it. He fouled out. Like <laughs> Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, he fouled out. Uh damn time apparently doesn't work. Uh didn't come through customs. Um, it's only specific it's only Pacific yeah. time. Yes. Only in the Pacific time zone. Um we got JaVel McGee on the team. Like exactly. I wouldn't I would have never thought Javel McGee would be an Olympian, but whatever. He didn't uh, think was
1: there gonna be no fucking yeah. Olympian. He like, was
0: so like, happy what? when he got the call. Like, bro, they called that man. He woke up at like six AM, was like, Yeah, I'll be there. Like he flew his ass out to Vegas or whatever to get there to go. It's just um, wild, bro. Yeah. But they better not fucking lose like or it's only going to get worse like i'm only going to rip them even harder like it's like like i, I'm, I might have to pull out a rant i, like, I might I, have to i might have to ki- expose these boys i remember
1: it was like a week ago when um there were people that left so they had to add Inverville McGee and who that guy from the Keldon Spurs. Johnson yeah and i was like and i remember david dennis was like hey uh it's crazy the kind of career that JaVale had, because this man's about to, you know, now from where he was on those, uh, on those, you know, Gilbert Arenas shoot, you know, gun dueling uh-huh. team. Yeah. On them Gilbert Arenas gun dueling teams. He's now all of a sudden going to be a two time, cha- two or three time champion and a, in a bronze medalist. And I was like, you think? And I remember I replied to it. I was like, you think we went in bronze? <laughs> what? what? And this was like, but this was before they lost to France. I was like, bro, I don't think we're going to win. I don't think we're meddling. I think yeah. we we're going I think it's going to be the first uh USA men's basketball team to not medal in the Olympics. Man.
0: And and Kevin Durant, you going to have to wear this. Ooh, don't look, don't lose. Don't lose. You the best player over there. Like we It's funny. They say all these other teams, "Oh, they got NBA players now." Oh, we do too, motherfucker. Like, all, of get, all, all of them. <laughs> all of all, them. All stars, damn near. Like <laughs> Like, well, like what, what is happening here? Like, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Y'all y'all be out here going hard in the Drew League and all these, these <coughs> workout tapes with, with, with these fucking trainers that are crooks. Like, y'all y'all be in there talking about y'all got to work on y'all game and no double teaming this shit and shit and all this other stuff. Like, But y'all show up out here looking like you don't give a fuck. And I don't want to say they don't give a fuck because they took that long-ass flight over there. So why would you do that and you're not getting paid? However, like... If you're gonna go Where's over there, the you energy? may as well win the damn thing. Right. You yeah. you took the you took the long flight. Why why are you showing up like you sleepwalking? What's
1: going on here? Like right. And I understand, like I can understand if it was um, you know, people like Booker or Drew or um Like Drew played or, great. Or Middleton. <laughs> but i that's my point. I wanna say if it's like anybody that was in the finals, or anybody that was a conference finalist that came over and, like, they weren't doing that well because it's like, all right, you had the bubble. You may have had a long run in the bubble. It had the short return, come back to the league and play this, this completely condensed schedule and then play basically a month and a half of playoff basketball. So you just absolutely zapped from the last two years is what happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for almost all these people. Like, What about Lillard, it, Dame? You, yeah, you're always crying about something, Dame. Like, like Lillard got his ass bounced out, up out of there. Um, Durant, I mean Durant was exhausted after game uh seven, but he I got mean, a lot
0: more help now. <laughs> I thought I yeah. thought Kevin Durant played great with great players. I, I don't know. Like what's happening? I don't know, man. I ain't watching the game, so I ain't
1: got no answers. I just I but this is the thing. I think I, the reason I'm not watching is because I knew. I was like, nah, man. Once they lost that one game, I was like, nope. Uh-uh. this ain't it. I'm not finna do it. I'm not finna do it. Um
0: Crazy. Yeah, I, I advocate throwing rocks at them. It, it, they come out back here without gold. Throw rocks at them, <clears throat> at all of them. The coach too. Oh man, So it's embarrassing uh, us like this. <sighs>
1: See, I'm not with you because there's other people that want to throw rocks at the at the NBA players, and they want to throw them at them for a different reason. So Look, I, don't, I don't want to that, be in the that's, same. That's the team. only thing.
0: Like I, I hope not to fall on the same side of those people that want to see the USA lose. To you know how I'm so hard on them, but it just happens to overlap, and I end up on the wrong side. Like I'm not. I'm trying to avoid that. Bro, right? they were already doing it on Newsmax. Unbelievable.
1: There's a dude that's out there saying that he's 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 rooting against against uh, them because uh, of their wokeness, and I was like. Bro, you were you were never rooting for them to deal with, and that's and that's and that's the thing we've always known this. We've been talking yes. about this is two thousand four about uh,
0: with Team USA, like Th- that's they, part of why I I root for Team when USA it's so exactly. hard. Exactly,
1: when <laughs> they win, they're supposed to win. I get no joy out of it. Blah 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 blah. But when they lose, how dare they? These ungrateful, lazy, not unpatriotic motherfuckers. Uh, motherfuckers is normally another word, but they but they you know so.
0: I just want to also say the answer is not sending a team of college kids, you fucking bozos. Like, (laughs) people on Twitter suggesting that shit. Like, shut your dumb ass up.
1: Like, so you, okay, so you think that, you think, okay, so our, I don't want to say our best, our C team loses. So we're going to send over some kids?
0: Don't make sense. To play
1: play professional grown men?
0: Can't do it. Won't do it. Talking about it'll at least be fun. Fun for who? it ain't fun to get, it ain't fun to get to get whooped, like they would get whooped by thirty.
1: Yeah, Angola Angola would do to would get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Angola would get revenge. Don't do that. Don't do like, that.
0: Like like like, what do you think the Gasol brothers would do to oh, them? And look, Christ. Mark Mark Gasol, uh, re- refreshed internationally. Uh, Pau Gasol's on the team, forty one years old. Nah, refresh. Let's do this right. Not Luis even that, Fuller, right?
1: Let, Let's just go back in time. Let's just go back in time, right? 2008 gold medal game, Team USA, Rudy Fernandez. Or sorry, uh, Team Spain, Rudy Fernandez, Still Marco Rubio, team. Mark Gasol. Uh, Sergio Ibaka was on the 2012 team. Was on the 18?
0: Wasn't yeah. he? All no, right. he was not on. Eight. Okay,
1: the Gasol brothers versus Ty- versus Tyler Hansbro. Okay, how? how... <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Fucking idiots.
0: Like, you know, we're gonna send Draymond <laughs> Green and, and you know as as a as a twenty-two-year-old and, oh and bro and, and, and Blake
1: Griffin. It'll be Blake yeah, start starting back court, Blake Griffin, and Tyler Hansbrough, uh or whatever. Nah man. We would get our Ke- door- Kevin Love, oh fat Kevin Love.
0: God. We would get destroyed. Darren De- Collison. De- <laughs> Collison Bro, and and then you gotta think about it because like the people that are around the age then, like your James Harden's or Steph Curry. Like it wasn't known they weren't these Steph- James Harden or these Steph Curry yet. I Harden mean, Steph was like
1: Harden doesn't make the team. Steph makes the team because of the Davison run, maybe.
0: Right, and, and then you the got a hope. He, runs. You got to hope he he catches fire. Actually, out
1: here. It, at that point, it was only just the one Davidson run, so I can't even say the two. It was just one, so he would have you know, got on the team to be a sharpshooter.
0: He'd been on the. It had him on the bench. So we can call it all 18. Americans, like <laughs> like like Brandon Rush. You know yeah. Darrell Arthur stuff yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean,
0: maybe Derrick Rose. I'm about to say
1: maybe Derrick Rose plays. Maybe, maybe Derrick Rose. Rose. But it is like okay, so you gonna start Derrick Rose and like who? Uh, and, he, and he
0: can't shoot.
1: Like, like right in the international game. All right, good luck.
0: We would come out here like bro. Joe
1: Dorsey, y'all coming off the bench. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. Hashim,
1: no, Hashim Fabid is not Americanized, is he? He's, he's not nationalized as American.
0: I'm not I'm not familiar with uh okay. with his with his background.
1: Okay. Uh oh, what's your boy from Pittsburgh? No ACLs uh, played for Spurs.
0: Yes, Dewan Blair would have yeah. been starting center. Yep. Dewan Blair, what would Paul Gasol have done to him?
1: Whatever he wanted.
0: <laughs> Whatever he yeah. wanted. Yeah. Oh man! All right, enough uh, Olympic talk, um, y'all. If y'all want to hear more, oh well, I'll have it for you uh, in the next coming, you know, show. We'll have, you know, we'll know if we we if we win, you know, uh, if we do well enough in group play. But the story of the week, pretty much, um, CM Punk and Brian Danielson look like the the wind is blowing and pointing both of these guys towards AEW. Read all this stuff all week. Twitter's just been pretty amazing. I've seen a an account uh, start up by a friend of mine, like on Twitter, I believe his name. I'm not going to drop his name because I want to keep some anonymity for him. But uh, there was an account that was started. It was called Bad, Br- At Bad Brian Takes. And you can pretty much find trash from whatever wrestling spectrum you uh, frequent or whatever so it's not you know you can start an account pretty much based off anything but the stuff that he's finding is fucking hilarious like that are these people have flipped up on Daniel Bryan and turned on him it, it's just amazing uh to me but CM Punk uh being back there's like a lot of smoke to that fire rather than the Brian Danielson one was you know they said that he wasn't going to be in the 2K game they said his... um uh, action figure stuff is not on deck for the next year, so those are like some signs that you can look for. Like how Alister Black, when he signed that sponsorship deal with that kickboxing company, it was like, "Oh, you can't do that in WWE." He's out of here. Uh, with the CM Punk, one, uh, he's posting the Bulls theme song, like the the serious Alan Parsons joint, on his on his um IG thing uh uh-huh. they, they've uh apparently uh the sec recruiting uh, uh watch has leaked in the people have been tracking tony khan's private plane they've been shooting vignettes in the united center there's been a copyright trademark taken out called the first dance um so i i've received some information from a patreon from jeremy that he subscribed to uh that was breaking that down in more detail with you know the first dance and the united center and stuff like that and the only thing that i can come to a conclusion is oh they are like since wwe runs the all-state arena they don't ever run united center right AEW is gonna run united center and that's where they're gonna bring out cm punk
1: yeah uh have they already started selling tickets to all or not all out but like um Trying to think. Have they started selling tickets All Out already?
0: All Out's tickets are sold out. They're trying to fill in the Wednesday and Friday before then. But those okay. are tickets are doing pretty well, too. Okay. And then there's an announcement on well, Wednesday of, of some event, some big event Tony Khan is talking about. Okay. So this could be that first dance thing later, like maybe uh, that uh, Thanksgiving show or something okay. like that.
1: Well, the reason why I was asking is because it's like, People have talked about this for a while now when it comes to them doing Chicago, is that they have such demand for these Chicago shows, they need to do a bigger arena. Obviously, all state seems like a problem. So, you have obviously the other one, you have the United Center, obviously. Yeah. So, and yeah,
0: I, I can't think of like if CM Punk comes out with that that Bulls music, like <sighs> the roof is blowing off the building, like in a way that. I, I can't really, you know, compare anything to. Um, pretty excited, if that's the case. Um, CM Punk coming back, I you know, he's been out of the ring a long time. He's probably, yeah, I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but he did get into better shape during his MMA career. That's true. Um, he's obviously a master of the microphone. And I'm sure that'll be really easy to assimilate him into. Uh, should he, you know, everything that is preferenced, here or prefaced here is with the caveat he actually signs and goes to AEW, right? Yeah, so Yeah. Um. There's dream matches everywhere. It doesn't make sense for him t- to me to go back to WWE because he said a lot of stuff, and if he's getting booked, I feel like he's going to be getting there. There's going to be some revenge gotten uh, on CM Punk should he show back up. Oh yeah. I I say take your ass to to AEW and. I heard someone break it down like, um, like, I think it might have been the flagship. It was like the 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 fan, the thing that CM Punk tapped into was like the the same side of like what created AEW. <clears throat> like, yeah, the it's last you guys
1: are idiots, and you guys don't, and you guys actually hate your, fan, or you guys actually resent your own fans.
0: Yeah, and, and it's like AEW is not complete until CM Punk arrives. Essentially, like, mm, and with, I won't go if, that far, but I see what I see what they mean. Yeah, like with like a Punk and a Brian, like we like AEW has been on like this signing spree of talent this year especially like from WWE should Punk and Brian come in I think that's where you shut the door and be like all right this is the these are the guys for for the moment like like we like we've reached the limit like we've got you know all these is, other guys you think
1: that's true with Rampage coming around
0: uh because like yeah because like they, they've still got their their young class of their own guys too and yeah you know but you know I, they Floyd like they, but, but they don't take.
1: but they don't like the they do i think they do a pretty good job for national weekly episode of television of keeping people out the ring from doing too much mm-hmm. so like, like i like, think they i think they i mean i have to look at it as far as like people that I think well actually people will care about tuning in for and not having some you know some something kill off the ratings when pe- you put people out there but like they might need a, you know even you know I see what you mean but like I'd have to I'd have to look at it to see like okay so in order for them to kind of keep you know cycling people the kind of way they at the rate they do with another hour because rampage is an hour right yeah I I wonder if. I wonder if uh, they have. I, I wonder if like they have enough people to do it the way they already do it, or if they would like. Exp- I want to say overexpose, but I think like you know, like have people on at a bigger rate. Like I think maybe maybe they might need a couple more people. I don't know. Like name people besides after Pumpkin, um, right?
0: In Brian. but I'm not sure. Yeah, not man, like. So I, I, I really hope both of these things happen for obvious reasons. Like, if Dale Bryan, like, actually leaves that place that hates him. But
1: that's the thing with WWE, right? We said, like, they, they will fuck Punk. And I'm like, probably because they fuck the people they like, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, bro, you, we can agree they like Roman Reigns, right? Look what yeah. they did Roman Reigns. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like everybody gets screwed over with him. So or not screwed over, but like just just embarrassed to made like a play the piss at, at times. So like, you know, and
0: Floyd if that, had if it, a great yeah. F- Floyd had a great um thought on it. He was saying, like, you know, treat it like sports, like you can never quote unquote have too much talent or whatever, right? Yeah. There's no such thing
1: as too much as too many pass rushes, not no such thing as too much pitching.
0: Right. So like you, you can you can look at it that way. Like uh I you know everything with AEW always comes through the lens of what happened for someone else and didn't work right whether it's hey they're signing too many guys that used to work in wwe down to trivial shit like hey there's too many fucking factions and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i don't know like i I trust them to to make smart moves like these. You know, I, I'm seeing like the the Mark Henry stuff pay off. Like they're establishing a bigger footprint in like different communities. They're doing with like Boys and Girls Club charity stuff. They're doing that in every city. They have like a team of like five wrestlers um, with that uh, Christian. He's been a solid addition to the mid card. Looks like he's circling around Jungle Boy. Something may happen with him. Um, Andrade. Oh, I, I thought that was another. Um I thought it was another uh Sting in uh in
1: Darby type situation.
0: <laughs> um they like I I think it I think they're going to they're going to tether him but there's there's something going on with them. I think they're going to oh, fight. Okay. Okay. But um yeah, Sting, you brought him up like has this been the best use of a legend in like how long? <sighs> uh, of a legend.
1: <sighs> That's in the ring wrestling him. Oh, on a sense yeah, basis? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to think about it, but it's the best one that I've seen in a while. I mean, because you could... You could say Finn Balor in NXT because he's a legend! <laughs> but but that don't necessarily count because he wasn't like... He never, like, retired, went away, and he came back at the hiatus. They, so, they like, didn't
0: even tell you where Finn Balor was when, when he came back to SmackDown!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing about that is, like... I ended up, um, I think it was a, a fight tweet that asked, like, what are your, because one half went way through the year, what are your, like, your most anticipated matches, like, of the next rest of the year, right? So mm-hmm. I wrote this list and I was like, you know, I want to see this eventual Tam and Mayu uh, white belt match. I want to see, um, uh, a jungle or uh, Omega and Hangman, and I want to see like Nanai and Rissa's 25th anniversary match. It was last weekend or two weekends ago, right? And then I wrote because they had planned it for that Dublin uh, takeover, UK takeover last year before the pandemic, Battler versus Walter. So I thought like he, now that he's out of NXT, he was going to go and do that. And then it's like next thing, and like a week later, he shows up on fucking NX on on SmackDown. I was like, God damn it, I lost that match. They have robbed from me again. <laughs> Stolen,
0: <laughs> stole from you. Yeah, that's funny.
1: But yeah, man. As far as um, as far as
0: you know, all of this stuff. I mean, like they both got tons of opponents. Like,
1: yeah, because I mean, would, that I mean, would be great. Think think about it. Like they never wrestled or on a big stage on television. They never wrestled any of the elite guys. They never wrestled any of the guys that got um fired from NXT. They're now in AEW. Um, I mean, they fought Moxley, but like this Moxley, is a different guy, <laughs> totally different guy. In like, they got when, like you, Lance Look, Archer. there's no reason to... like they're both babyface. There's no reason to do Danielson versus uh uh Moxley off rip. But the second they do Moxley versus uh versus Punk, that look shield, shield from, that shield, shield from 2013 never happened, bro. Totally, it, that shit was over. That shit was over five years ago. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah Then man. they've
0: got guys like Lance Archer, like that, that were in New Japan. Um, you know, they've got different tags. Like Punk and Brian could be a fucking tag team that'd or be so something awesome. like that. Like, yeah, and, D- and actually do
1: what it, what we wanted them to do with the with the with the, uh, the indie powers or whatever else uh, in 2013 when they were tagged together on the, uh, against like the Wyatts and the Shield. Yeah, right. that'd be cool.
0: Um, yeah, so I hope it happens. Um, so. Hey. Bad week for those that uh, that say like, yeah, nothing leaks about AEW. Like this could have been strategically leaked. Uh, because that's what I was thinking. Been, that's the has have been great the last couple of weeks. They've actually increased the last two weeks. So, um, they did their third biggest number ever this past week. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit as far as like the actual show. But
1: well, I think I think all of wrestling is going to get their ass kicked because uh, for a while now because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But
0: um, after that, once we once we get to like August or whatever. Um September, like yeah, like Dave said, this is going. This September is going to be the most important ratings month since like nineteen ninety eight. Like this September hmm. uh, coming up, so shit, like
1: in, fi- putting, in putting theory,
0: O'Brien there, like it. That's a reason to watch. We well, I've heard from WWE hardcores that are like that'll get me to watch every week. Well, quick question, you know? right? When this shit
1: first or when we first started seeing the trends for all this wasn't like around like the end of this year around the time when like uh thurston predicted that like NXT or like, aw was going to like intersect like the,
0: in the same viewership as raw i i believe so i saw something today uh i think it was will rbr tweeted out a graph uh one of them thurston graphs that looked like the raw and um Dynamite numbers were on a collision course. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Now kiss like that, <laughs> like."
1: <laughs> so,
0: so that was that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, ho- hope hope CM Punk, damn Bryan, Ready. Um, you know, I, I can't can't think of uh two guys that you know they were the dudes. This should have been WrestleMania Thirty. Like this, like these were the guys in, in WWE. Like that, the fans really wanted and. You know, they had John Cena, they had Roman Reigns and uh and for whatever reason, these guys never like they broke through, but there was always a higher level for them. They were your stars. But
1: I mean, even at the level they broke through at, like, they're still all time. All time great. They're still right? all time, no doubt about it. Like, you gotta talk if you're gonna talk about this last decade of of WWE wrestling, they're like they're in the first paragraph
0: right and yeah. uh, it, you know punk's been gone so long there are a lot of people that don't remember um you know yeah. seeing punk or, or have like negative feelings on them and don't really see what the hype was about yeah um i just had to tell you like like punk was the reason i stayed watching wrestling after the rock came back and yeah. it was like this guy was the anchor of the show. Like no matter if the show was trash, his promo segment would be fucking incredible or his match would be awesome. Like every week for like two years. Like, so um, he may like, you know, in a historical sense, like he may be like a very time and place kind of act because when you view um, everything that he quote unquote was fighting for and all that, like some stuff changed, but like the WWE largely kind of, you know, operated like the the pipe bomb was prophecy in, in a lot of sense. Like, you're gonna, your millionaire should be a billionaire. You're gonna make money despite yourself. I'm a spoke on the wheel. People are gonna keep pouring money into this fucking company. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it was like he had to, he, he gave us the fucking Bible verse right there, like, <laughs> of like what was to come. And the craziest thing is, like, when you re- remove that, it almost looks as goofy is, like, the Montreal screw job and, like, the concept of that, like, people being like, I don't fucking get it. Like, y- like if you remove it from the time and place, it might not hit as well, but trust, it, like, <laughs> in that time, it felt like CM Punk was literally fighting the machine. You
1: know? I I never thought of it that way, mostly because, like, you know, that that context is baked into you know, what we know, right? Like, mm-hmm. the same way that you talk about the Montreal screwdriver, like, you know, I think it was um, I think Meltzer was on talking to Jericho going on Montreal screwdriver a few years ago, and um he talked about how like that shit, just like you mentioned, like that shit is time and place and, and for the context really makes sense and then Jericho was like, yeah man, like that shit happened now, If somebody was like I'm not, whatever, he'd be like what are you complaining about? Just just pin, let's let them pin you. So, yeah, you're right.
0: Um,
1: because, like, now so many of the guys are... So many of the guys that would never would have gotten a sniff from WWE are now stars in the company. You know, from from Kevin Owens to hell, Matt Riddle, blooming as a, as a star. Um, like, that would not have... Drew McIntyre, like... Once they had fired him, they wouldn't have brought him back because yeah. because he got better on the indies, they wouldn't give him a fuck. Right. Like, if that's the case, like, they would have brought Chris Masters back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect to Chris Masters, but you get my point. Like, there were guys that had bodies and physiques and all that kind of stuff that, like, once Vince fired them, they never brought them the fuck back, ever.
0: Tyler Ricks, Alex Riley. Yeah. Like that. Yeah.
1: So, um, and, obviously, he's better than all of them dudes, but you get my point.
0: Yeah. Um... I had a tweet that kind of took off that was pretty funny over the weekend Um, and happens to be this guy's birthday today. So happy birthday to the game. uh, It's also Hangman Page's birthday. He turned 30 today. Um, How's Triple H now? Triple H is 52 I believe. Ah. Um, So with that being said, I have a thesis um, that I put on Twitter and I'm just going to say it. Some of y'all may agree. Some of you may not like it. You may find it disrespectful. You may think this is actually genius. Like a lot of people actually said on Twitter, but Triple H was a deathmatch wrestler and he didn't even know it. All of his best matches, when you look at it, tend to have some type of stipulation, no rules, hardcore matches, tacks, sledgehammers, chairs. Three stages of hell. Yeah. Yes. Hell cage matches. Yep. This man was the this man was accidentally a great deathmatch wrestler and while he fashioned himself as the, the second Harley race, Harley race <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> and, and this classic worker and you know, this, this ring general, you know, uh, at the time and for six, four, it, it, 260 pound guy, he was, he was good. Uh, but very started, good.
1: Like for, for his, for his dimensions, there ain't too many people that were like, that have a number of uh, great, like, regular rules matches than him. But you're absolutely right about the part where like even so his best matches were when it was like no rules and you could hit people with shit.
0: Yep. Um I looked his three of his top thirty-four singles matches, uh or three of his top thirty-four matches uh in his career were singles matches <laughs> were regular rules. Like uh, only three of them and they were way down the list. Yeah. Um so when you're looking at it, uh I think I was talking to Someone that, it may have been about the Triple H and Daniel Bryan match. I, someone that said they were throwing on and watching. I was like, that might be Triple H's best match. And mm, I looked at it. Singles match, like, you mean? Singles match? Yeah, yeah. I was like, besides that, you got him and uh, Dean Ambrose at roadblock. Yep, that's then, way there. But you have like. There's no angle like, thing up there this way high? I think there might be a Kurt Angle match. Um and then, like people, I, I believe it. Was but then Josh again, like his up. best
1: match with Angle is still that triple threat match with The Rock involved,
0: right? Which is essentially a death match.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. And then, like you know, like uh, Angle's cuss as fuck,
0: right? Yeah. Um, the. Uh other thing about Triple H, uh, the WrestleMania seventeen match with the Undertaker, right? Like, I also consider that a death match. You it know was the, the ref the was out.
1: They went up a ramp and then he and then he chokeslammed him through off the platform, through into a, a crash pad. Yes,
0: <laughs> ref yes. went down didn't didn't pop up till about fifteen minutes later.
1: It was like fifteen minutes. The ref was out. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, y'all can look it up. You can d- debate me if if you want. But I got I got lots of matches I can pull up or reference that they were all better with weapons for him.
1: Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, yeah, like I thought we kind of I never thought about it, but I thought we kind of kind of knew that, though. Like what I, I thought it was like a an uh, like I thought it was a uh, what's it called? just a just a um, an unsaid understanding like mm-hmm. the dude, the dude was with a fucking slash hammer.
0: Remember the match he did with Batista a couple years ago? Like they was using pliers and shit. Like pull out nose rings, mutilation porn. This this man is. This man thought he was Ric Flair, but he might have been Terry (laughs) Funk.
1: that's funny as fuck.
0: (laughs) But uh, oh man, yeah man.
1: Also, think about like think about all these takeover feuds.
0: No rules. First made match, it, made in first, his image. Blood
1: feud. First match, no rules.
0: Yep, t- t- <laughs> take it to the lot. Take it to the parking lot. take, it to, the, take it to the outside of the ring. Always. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, carrying and Cross and Keith Lee had interesting weeks. Um, all right. Yeah. I forgot
1: about that. Well, I mean, we, we I think we talked about it. Or maybe we didn't talk about the loss that Karen Cross had to Jeff Hardy during the show, but we were talking about Cross showing up on Raw. At least I know that much from last week,
0: right? Um, I the amount of he obviously lost a match in about ninety seconds to Jeff Hardy last week. Um, <clears throat> this led to Hardy chance at NXT when Cross was there. They got cut. They got cut. Yep. Um, they. I. I. I found it strange. Um, and I shouldn't at this point, because we both know what it is. But the amount of people that were celebrating that Karen cross like like this was some indictment on him, like that this happened to him. I'm like, this is malpractice. This is yeah. bad booking. This right. is like a person that is walking out with a belt on. Well, like,
1: yeah, like this is something that's like, <sighs> I don't like him either.
0: Right. But I I like, can't these, in- these people have have put. Meet in the position to like a man who I have called luggage on this air. Right, he's right. luggage in NXT, but he's going to the McDonald's of wrestling now. He doesn't. It doesn't matter that he's lug. He's more than good enough, right, to hang a, in, in that you know style or right. whatever.
1: Like you mean to tell me you rather watch uh J- Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre than carry crosses Drew McIntyre out your fucking mind? Like right. I just I can't even because it's so fundamentally stupid. I can't even enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right. what, it, it's the same, similar when they, they screw up somebody that they've been pushed forever, like when they do something, with, when they were doing something stupid with like Carmella or Alexa Bliss, it's like, wait, you're doing, then what was the point? Why did I wait? Why do you waste all my fucking time? And like, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, um, it doesn't bother me as far as like, well, he lost to the main Now his shine is off NXT. It doesn't bother me. Like, they're effectively like, two un- separate universes, right? Like, look at how to present it in NXT. Look how to present it on the main roster. Look at how they're presented on the main roster. Look happens when they're ported into NXT. Totally different, right? Like the book. Bu- like this is what. Like this has always been that case when everybody goes back and forth, right? So it's like it doesn't really bother me. But for people that it bothers, I understand. Um, and it's just in for that. It's reason, like, why couldn't Triple H get the-
0: It's like why couldn't Triple H get the NXT champion protected from that? Like, what does that say about his standing at this point? I don't know. Um, I mean, he couldn't protect Rhea, right? Yeah, she's sinking fast. Um, but Keith Lee also had an interesting week. Um, <laughs> they redebut him in his near hometown uh, in Texas after being gone for seven months. And he lost to Blashley, right? in minutes I, I, it was like five less than five minutes or something to set up goldberg confronting lashley so get your ass in here do this job we ain't seen you we ain't heard nothing like you just popped back up
1: and then what happened yesterday
0: yes uh in, in combination uh, then since jeff hardy uh, came down with the thing um, <laughs> <COVID>. <laughs> uh you know apparently jeff hardy was supposed to go over karen cross again and, yeah. you know, people broke out in all the, the discourse last week, defending it, doing back bends, yeah. bending over. It's a story.
1: It'll make it intriguing. Yeah. They're going to do it now, do it again. Oh, well, that's stupid. They're doing it the first time. It was stupid, too.
0: You already know the line, I'm going to say. They're bending over so far <laughs> backward. They're they coming out on the other <laughs> side, um, you know, to to lick the boot. You know, yeah. that's what these folks do. But, um Keith Lee, they, they see him as even lowered and Cross because they were like, fuck it, you're gonna go ahead and lose uh the cross now uh in minutes. And I don't I don't like we we saw this as an NXT takeover main event last year, weren't particularly thrilled with it. Uh if I remember right. Oh,
1: it's oh, it was one of the worst uh takeover uh main events ever. Right? Maybe the worst.
0: But like these dudes were just thrown out there like guys they're not assets they're just just dudes yeah. here working yeah. like <laughs> um and i don't feel confident about either of them keith lee s- still on twitter being all cryptic and everything like that but who knows what that is uh could be an angle but you know it sure don't look like it <laughs> like it an angle. Look, <laughs> like everybody's treating it damn near like a level under, like a Kylie Ray thing, where you can't ask anything about it and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't. I
1: mean, if he tells, if he tells, if he doesn't, he doesn't. Like, I'm, I, I mean, maybe from that perspective, I'm treating it like the Kylie Ray thing, where it's like, look, man, like he's off TV. If he wants to explain himself, he will. If he doesn't, he won't. And like, I'm not gonna hold my, I'm not gonna hold my breath waiting for him to explain this or whatever. Because it's like he's off TV. And he's back now. He's back now, and they're jobbing him out. And he was losing when he was, uh, when he was, and or he was losing more than he should have been when he was around. So, you know, I don't know what, really I, know what to do with that.
0: And what I'm hearing is, like, they're having Corey Graves do that thing where they slip in the comments to bury him to show you what they're really thinking about mm, him,
1: yeah.
0: um, you know. by know you talk about
1: Sami Zayn's uh, physique after, like, he had the shoulder
0: stuff, so he couldn't lift weights. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those two guys hope they have better weeks uh, to come. But it don't look good. Um, WWE was at Rolling Loud this week.
1: Uh, oh, hold on real quick. Before we transition to that. And because uh, of that, I, that doesn't mean that, like, Triple H is bad at hiring and cultivating talent because Vince McMahon doesn't know what the fuck to do with said talent. Like, that'd be absurd. That that would be like if some NFL team drafted a bunch of Alabama uh uh, players and then like they all busted out. It's like, uh, so sh- does Saban have to give back them national championships or like what? that's not that's not how this works. <laughs> like you you and your organization are responsible for once you take them away from the campus,
0: right? Right. Um...
1: And instead of Tuscaloosa, we're not talking about the, the PC. So like in another in any other situation, if you had. Uh, that kind of talent performed that kind of way in the minors and then they made it to the majors and they didn't perform that way, the only people, people that are making these decisions for a hiring and bringing up personnel will be fired. But they, this person i not mean fired because they own the company.
0: Correct. Um, but rolling loud, uh, WWE went out there.
1: One more thing. Also, ever, also, what percentage of
0: uh, the, the
1: WWE main roster is from the PC? Like 90%? Ninety-five percent, a, a lot of it. So everybody, at this so, point, so at this point, you're picking and choosing, like so, because outside of like AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura, What are we talking about here? Everybody, went, Seth was a champion. you put champion. it like that, New, Seth was a champion, right? Was the uh, was the first NXT champion? Big Big e. e, New Day, Big E, second NXT champion. Roman Reigns was at FCW, Com- with with Dusty and them. Moxley, Shield, yeah, the, the Horsewoman, yeah, Oscar, yeah, <laughs> Seth, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Kevin Owens, yeah, Drew McIntyre, yeah, Pat, Pack, yeah, like so, uh, uh, so I guess we got Bobby, Bobby Lashley list of like not PC, so like that's three out of like the entire fucking roster, <laughs> yeah. So like, how bad is Triple H doing the job with like? Everybody that's succeeding, except for three people, is, is people that he brought to you, and then the other half, or more than the other half, like the other, you're fucking up. But he was successful with them when he had them, and then when he even get him back, he's, he's more successful with them than you had them. and when you have them, like, how's that your relationship? fault? I'm I'm confused.
0: Funny to your boy. He's um. a deafness
1: wrestler. Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's but, it. As far as being but as far as being a bad on the or talent or bad eye for talent, nah. <laughs> He's been a good eye for talent for like his entire life. But that's how his life turned out his way. I
0: was gonna say, you know, that man short that look, you know how they say uh shit like the NBA group you see dudes coming a mile away. Oh, like 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 Triple H saw Shawn Michaels coming before he did. Like
1: <laughs> Shawn Michaels <laughs> Look, um, Triple H had a, had a pocket full of money at the time. Was a road travel person. Um, had a great physique. Obviously smart wrestling wise. I'm sure he could have done well with with a bunch of different women in life. Ended up with the with the boss's daughter. Like I think I think that I think I think we know that can scout that can Superior scout. Scouting. I'm sorry. I think I just think we do. I just think we do.
0: That's funny. Uh, So, I'll try again. So, WWE was at uh, Rolling Loud this week, um, crossing over to a hip-hop festival, uh, a younger demographic. Um, I I won't go as far as as to say, like, a predominantly black crowd, because, you know, festivals are. Oh, Uh, yeah. Those those tickets are expensive. You're probably young white kids out there. uh, Probably. There are. are. Definitely. So you know, just, I'll, I'll term it in, you know, youth, like, so, oh, they yeah. they sent, um, Bianca, oh, Street Profits, uh, Gable, Gable, and Otis, yeah, okay, yeah, so, like, they did two matches, Carmella, they did two matches out there, and, um, you know, when you, when you go on a Rolling Loud, um, and, you know, I got p- friends that work, you know, closely with Rolling Loud, and, Stuff like that, and actually, you know, are on the board for Rolling Loud. So, like, dude, that uh, you know, is on the board of Rolling Loud paid me for a show like a couple years ago. So, uh, you know, shout out to him. But, like, when you know, explain it to the wrestling audience, like, when you paid that money for those tickets, this wasn't something that they paid for, (laughs) like, so so this was like kind of added on. I want to say maybe like a month out, they made the announcement. These tickets are well sold in advance. Um, this is something you know. People been in the house; they finally getting out a little bit, and I'm sure uh, Delta Variant is going to do uh, its thing.
1: It was outside, However, so hopefully yeah.
0: not as bad as it could be, could be. But yeah. yeah, I get you. But people were wondering why, like, the crowd wasn't reacting, and you know, stuff like that. I think WWE kind of went in there with, you know, they went in with a bad plan, like. As far as, like, getting the reactions and stuff like that, like, A, nobody knows what's going on. Right. Uh, They just, they they sent, like, I think they're going to need to do more than, quote unquote, send the blacks, um, (laughs) you know, to to the hip hop uh, festival. You know, they had Wale with the Street Profits out there. So they've been seen before. Uh, but mind you, like these people have no idea who the street prophets are. They have no idea who Bianca Belair is. They have no idea who anyone is. Really, And not
1: even, even, not even the, and yes, that's a part of it. But also it's like, that's not what they're there for. Right. So like, it was already battling uphill, uh, battle,
0: fighting uphill battle anyway. So, um, I appreciate the effort. Like, I I think you have to like, kind of, kind of salute them for that. But then you got to think about like, Hey, um, how I compared it to it was like the Indians just didn't want to see Jinder Mahal. Like, if you think that's your in, whatever, if you think the black people are your in, like the black wrestlers are your in to this audience, maybe they're not. Maybe you just need the stars. You might, I don't know. To, yeah. You might need to send like
1: the big dog in, in John Cena in. maybe just maybe, right?
0: Um, and you know they they did the the whole deal like the visual looked cool i saw a couple clips uh they had the stage like like the whole crowd's like behind them and the rings on the stage Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you know you could probably argue the layouts for the matches probably weren't the best if it's me i'm doing a wild six-man lucha libre match and have people being like people that are quote-unquote high out their mind in the crowds they see people flying around it might like impress them or something like that but they got people sitting in chin locks and doing the quote-unquote real style of wrestling you know and all this i'm just like i don't know and it comes down to how do you introduce a non-wrestling fan to wrestling like me i would always go with lucha libre personally because it looks impressive
1: i I mean or you could just you know you should you just tune in and, uh, to the marvelous fifth year anniversary and watch a match with a bunch of teenagers uh, running around. And like that would have that would have been more than enough to get them excited because they were flying around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they thought like them wrestling, their style was going to work on the on uh, in, a, in a group full of young people that were like, oh, you're in a rest hold. I don't even watch wrestling. Okay, I, I'm just going to grab this computer that's in my hand and just scroll and thumb around. Like what what do you think was gonna happen?
0: Where is Kodak Black, you know? <laughs> like Where yeah. is Lil' Baby at? Where are either of the babies? Yeah, oh that guy, Jesus. Uh he's had a day. <laughs> Which one a, of y'all through that threw that messed up Adidas? Uh, yeah. Um Can you
1: imagine can you imagine? being i think it i think at this point this year was the most streamed rap artist in the world on Spotify Can you imagine after you get, you climb to that by uh doing some a few songs with Megan Thee Stallion two or three that you then after after all this decide to bring do a song with with uh with freaking
0: several songs lanes,
1: several and, songs and then proceed to bring him on stage at Rolling
0: Loud and then you decide to how, openly become a homophobe.
1: How like, does that help you sell records when you decide to alienate one of the biggest artists in in your in in your genre of music for someone that is literally dime a dozen as far as help your reach to you know expand? Explain that to me. It's
0: not smart. And then, like you
1: and are the gangster girl rapper, and and you want and you want to alienate a bunch of black women because of that, like that is that's that's hustling backwards. That's fundamentally
0: it's, stupid. And then you you go like extra homophobic at the same time, like yeah, that too. Which, it is just like no, like that's that's not gonna fly, sir. Like and then hearing Ti come oh, out is just like bro, like he he the, literally bo- the the both he literally both sides it. He tried yes. to both sides homophobia. Mister pro- Harris, tip. Uh, T. I. Clifford, whatever you want to call yourself these days, forty year old man with the little dreads. This is not a both sides issue. It will never, never, if it never will be. If we substituted black for gay, you would never say anything like this. So what are you saying?
1: Right. Right. I,
0: sorry. Like.
1: <laughs> like but the, the thing is, like, we listen up, T. I. To know
0: how we know we know what time it is. We know he's a misogynist. Yeah, we we know, know, we know what time it
1: is. Yeah. Um, like if I were him, I wouldn't even be on on social media, considering that you know
0: uh, he might have open case coming up,
1: right? He, like he's facing a lot of uh, sexual abuse allegations. So uh, I, I I I would be staying low.
0: Yeah. Um, so um, Thunder Rosa officially signed to AEW. Long time coming. Everybody's uh, thought her NWA deal was up. The beginning of next year but they found out a way to get her out of it early um she's been when you talk about someone who's saved the division uh the the turnaround kind of like like if i'm looking for like four pillars like of, of the aw women's division she's one of them like <laughs> like i don't know the four like i mean you're talking about Sheeta. oh yeah yeah Sheeta, riho uh Brit and Thunder, like th- those are the four pillars, right?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> like, she's one of them. I was looking at my
1: phone because uh, Caleb had sent me something about uh, I guess Dakota Kai won a match or something. So I was looking at that. I was like, yeah, like she's going to be the ta- She's going to be like a title challenger for Raquel eventually, and, and like she's going to lose, and one of them going to turn on each other in the process. Like, you, you, oh you, no, you're it, American with American fresh. You're familiar with American professional wrestling, right?
0: Like, no, she she turned on her tonight.
1: Okay, well, there you go. But, yeah. but okay, so cool. But it's like, yeah, like we saw this come from a, a mile away. We saw this coming, like when she decided to start hanging out with her, like, <laughs> like here at uh, what was that? It was actually at Portland. So I was like, yeah, like that's called professional wrestling, American professional wrestling. So um, I, I, I don't even. See, all I know is his text message. So i was looking at, it, but I'm looking at you. But you, so I missed out on your four pillars joke. But that's hilarious. I never even thought yeah. about it that way.
0: yeah so the the four pillars of of, uh aw women's wrestling like one of them locked in now um this is someone that i would consider like casting a u.s women's mvp vote for when you start much in a like the Giannis situation like everything they stand for um she's she runs her own promotion like she's a booker she's a promoter um she's a great wrestler in multiple companies and against people with Varying experience levels. She think, she, think of where she was when we first were watching her in two thousand fifteen. She's one of the most improved wrestlers of the last half decade of wrestling. Yes, uh, rapidly vaulted up my favorite wrestlers list in like this last year. Um, very happy for her. She was she had a birthday too this past week, so uh, I think they announced it on her birthday. So I don't, I don't I'm not sure about that, but um, she's looked like she's positioned in the ranks. So eventually they're gonna run her and Brit back. That's, like, if it's me, I'm gonna have them trade that shit back and forth now. Like, Charlotte, Sasha, this shit. Like, letting them (laughs) to... No. The match is sure.
1: Have a storyline, please. (laughs) Please have a storyline. Like, we, you know, that is the one thing about Sasha and Charlotte uh, in uh, in 2016 was, like, they wrestled so well that, like, they completely, like, overshadowed the fact that there was no good story, like, storyline beats for them. But but yeah, like sure, why not that plus story? Yes.
0: Well, and I feel like they've they've got uh they got elements that uh Charlotte and Sasha either didn't have or they didn't do well, like when Sasha's in Boston losing the belt and shit, like yeah. to to Charlotte, like um they've got Britsburg coming up. Um Britsburg you know, too. Yeah, and, and the first episode of Rampage. A lot of people think that could be something. Um, right, wait, quick I, question: are they actually calling Britsburg too or no? Um, they I know she's being promoted as like the face of this show like everywhere i'm I'm not sure of the, of the Britsburg. I don't know if they're using that but they did drop new merch brittsburgh merch for her okay well the
1: reason why I'm asking is because um Steelers like the 90s coward teams they were called blitzberg because of you know three four d- defense and sending his gr- sending like uh kevin kevin green down to kill people right and mm-hmm. then like in the early two thousands, um, when they had Joey Porter, for example, like when they were really good, they ended up losing in the AFC Championship game to the to the, uh, the Patriots. But with Drew Bledsoe, but like in that game, but like that was called Britsberg or Blitzberg too. So it was like keep in touch with like the traditions. Uh, of,
0: okay,
1: I, it's something that was like. if... But then again, you know, the Jacks at that time, Jacksonville was a rival. I don't know if they owned the team. I don't think they owned the team back then. But like. Jacksonville and the Steelers were a rival. Maybe they don't, whatever. We're just doing this because, like, whatever. But it would be cool if they did, like, you know, because as they keep going, like, KO Mania, all the KO Manias, you keep doing Britsburgs. I think that would be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I I think they definitely, and they've shown that they have, like, a bunch of, like, hot Texas areas, like, essentially AEW. Like, I think you got to build, like, I would love for them to build this feud around Texas versus Britsburg. So the matches they do. You know, are in each other's like, you know, hometown or whatever, because Thunder is getting monster reactions on like elevation, like in, from in the different Texas areas. And we know Brits reactions are going to be nuts um, in Britsburg or whatever. But yeah, happy for Thunder Rosa, for sure. Um, As far as uh, AW uh, this week uh not as good as the the first show uh or the first uh Fighter Fest this was week 2 i believe yeah uh next next week's fight for the fallen uh we got some hot angles though um uh, the introduction of Nick Gage <laughs> uh in there with with Jericho next week that's going to be something um they uh did a road to where Gage was on there drop today it was pretty good um Jericho and Spears didn't suck by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, it was fun by the uh, end. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I I think Sean Spears is probably one of the most maligned wrestlers for his level of push that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, he, he's, he's solid. Um, they uh, had a big title change in the main event. Lance Archer in Texas, uh, the new streak. Lance Archer in Dallas. That's the new ah. Undertaker streak. That man has put down Will Osprey, and man has now put down John Moxley. There, like, who's gonna beat Archer in Dallas? Like, let's see it. Like that, that could be a money making thing. I think uh, should they keep committing to this? And we're just seeing the uh, the blossoming New Japan and AEW relationship. Uh, Excalibur spoke, spoke about that and used it pretty much in those terms uh, in the road who's seen the IWGP US title switching hands on Dynamite and shit, and then they're sending Hikaleo out there, who's hanging out, um, jumps in, and he goes face to face with Archer.
1: I forgot he was that fucking tall,
0: bro. He's fucking huge. I forgot, like, like he's looking down. He's he can look over Lance Archer. Like um, the match with him, Masley. I, I like this better than the Russell Kingdom match this was just like you know it was huh. so hot It like it was so um, hot
1: i think that they're comparable i think they're close but i end up giving the 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 the, uh, the edge to the first match because like if watching that match it felt like they were rushed for time and mm. the way they no-sold or, or shook off some of the stuff they did in that match it felt like they were cut on time or were rushed for time and they needed like five more minutes to make it all impact. And maybe they would have had a better match. But mm-hmm. like, once you, I need some time. I need some, some separation of time from someone getting pillmanized, being able to get back up and keep fighting or someone getting literally <coughs> choke slam on the, on the, on the spine of a chair of an open, uh, folding chair and get right back up for me to be like, all right, bro. Like the, Y'all, like, I need y'all to sell a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Like, give me, like, give me, give me, like, 15 seconds on that. Don't give me, don't just get right the fuck back up. And they keep, like, they, 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 did, they, did that I tough match, and they treat that shit like it was a of versus a nine. I was like, god damn. Like, y'all kill each other. Why are y'all getting up so fast? Sell. This shit don't hurt. It hurts me. I'm watching it.
0: Um... Yeah, but Lance but Archer, career, biggest win of his career, career-defining win, career-defining moment in his hometown. Man, they just keep cool. doing these things like that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, not beating people in their hometowns. Um, in the text group, I had thought that there was a possibility Archer could win here because of that. Uh, and knowing Lance Archer like, was on Twitter a couple months, like a month and a half back, talking about he's so proud to work for AEW. And this is right after those dates were announced for Dallas. And I was like, Hmm, there could be something in the works here. And, um, watching the, uh, forbidden door interview that Tony Khan put out about Nick Khan back this week looks fucking amazing in hindsight. Everything (laughs) that's like been set up with the Jay white and impact stuff, like look going against the elite and, um, the plans with the IWGP us title, which he said that he had in that, um, uh, video where, they've set up they just didn't do hey we're going to switch the bell randomly they've established equity like hey we're going to have John Moxley and Eugene Nagata we're going to have Carl Anderson and John Moxley like uh-huh. we're going to give him wins and then he's going to drop in it's going to mean something um, this is really great <laughs> like it's really great um, one thing that was not really great the women's title match um, i i think they just they just missed, like they just missed, and I think they'd be better against other people. Like, do you? <sighs> but the crowd like went insane for this match. Yeah, because super over. We're like super, it was Britt's overness that saved this match more than anything else. Like, I mean, if that there's like if- part of me that wonders if she's wandering into that Alexa Bliss territory, but like Alexa Bliss never got reactions like this.
1: Um, I. Well, uh, explain what you mean explain okay. e- elaborate on that for
0: me so like when alexa's matches we be like yo there's there, the matches aren't really going off but y'all say she, like she's this great promo and stuff mm. like that but i would say
1: brits i think better say- brits awaybird from than alexa yeah. uh has been given the the scripts to do yeah uh, i think she's a great deliverer of words but like as far as um cutting actual great promos like brit has has them and alexa really doesn't she like uh, I think if she was able to talk for herself, she would have. I think she would be a great promo, like a consistently great promo.
0: Um, but c- Brit, I, I the the only thing that gives me reservations on that is I've seen Britt step up in class. Like, hey, like I'm gonna fight somebody with way more experience and not look lost. Maybe she's not a leader of matches at this point. She um, isn't. So that's maybe like where where they went wrong. They were very ambitious in this match, but like and you talk about timing and shit getting fucked up and, like,
1: there was a lot
0: that went I wrong. Don't,
1: I don't think there was that much that went wrong as much as it was, like, there was just a lack of oomph. Like, they they wrestled as if they were, like, in walkthrough as opposed to, like, actually trying to take each other's heads off. Or not take each other's heads, but, like, hit each other hard. Like, you you can see, like... And Britt has this thing, and, and it's always bothered me because it, it, it's... I don't want to say is it's, I don't want to say it's exactly like Julia's thing, but it's like they have this weird thing with their selling to where it's like I'm down and my head is slumped, so therefore I'm selling as opposed to like can I see some anguish or, or agony or pain or like a loss of or, or fogginess on your face? Uh-huh. Um, so like that that's also that's also a thing that kind of bothers me. Like with, with Julia is like when Julia actually gets hit hard, like you see her instead of just sell like it hurts like or whatever, she'll go into like her face will make a face like, damn, that shit hurt. (laughs) She'll get up. But, like, is kind of like, just like, I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here with my head, tucked down, and not make a face. And then, like, I'll get ran into or whatever else. Uh, But, like, I think mostly it came down to just like, they just, as far as, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, it just was not crisp. And, like, it it was throughout the whole entire match. I thought the layout of the match was very good. Um... But like the execution overall just did not hold up to the match. I thought the I thought the layout was 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 really good though, as yeah. far as like if I were to write out on paper what was done and say these are twists and turns, this is what was done to get to here or whatever else, and this is the finish. Like I was like, yeah, it's a well laid out match, but it just didn't work. It didn't work out, and it reminded me a lot of like those pre those pay per view matches in the women's division, WWE pre horsewomen showing up. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, they a like, it's short. Obviously, they got more time. But, I mean, like, uh, like oh, you got X amount of time, and this is how we're going to do it. And then, like, you go out there, and it's like, oh. I mean, I like the layout. I like the story. And I did not like the execution all that much.
0: Right. Um, I I think Britt will end up getting positioned with someone that makes a little bit more sense for her. Because she's in this weird mode where she's way the fuck over. She's still a heel, but um, she's a de facto babyface against Nyla. And yeah. the second she goes in there with like Thunder Rosa or Ty Conzi or something, she can slide back into being a heel. And also, probably make more sense.
1: Also, given how she's gotten herself over, like she might just be a death match wrestler.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Um, who else we got on her? What what else can I think of? Um, more Hangman and and Kenny stuff. Uh, you know, we're a week closer to that. Um. Uh, elimination tag. They rent. They did a big run in after the Frankie and uh, Gallows match. God bless them. Uh, even Frankie, like in Gallows, like they didn't. You know that was the angle. I, I believe someone said it was like this was AEW Dark Elevation on Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on Floyd <laughs> Show. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. They, um, you know, they spun that into um, the. Elite angle, which is which what, continues to get monster reactions.
1: What was the line that Kenny Omega said? Where it's like, or he did it again, where it's like he says something that he knows is just oh, oh this
0: yes. makes it right. He, 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 when he leaned into Don Callis and was like, oh, I forgot what he said, he's like, um, you turn from the hunter to the hold on, let me check with Mr. Callis to the hunted, yes, like, that's what it was,
1: <laughs> and I was like. Why is this man in the last two weeks? This is only like this only just like he started doing this like the last two episodes where like all of a sudden like he's like a a a Ben Stiller villain in a in a nineties early two thousands movie where it's like he's a bad guy and he's also gonna play like he's a fucking moron to like then make you be like, You're an idiot. Like you're you're idiot. You're just an idiot. And I was like, when why did he decide to do this? Why?
0: Probably fucking round. There was a there was a bit on BT this week where uh is is this funny thing like why he keeps having the facial hair. Like every time he's about to like cut the shit off, like there's like a fake Jim Ross that are like as, like, hey man, your music's hidden. Like you gotta you gotta get out there. Like, you know, we're live, pal. Like and he's about to shave like the Harley Ray's joint off it's and awful. he's running around like like um like come on Don. Like you know I can't cut promos for myself. I, I can't cut promos. You have to talk for me or whatever. This, this shit is fucking hilarious. Like he's the best. Like
1: and the thing about it is like what made me think of the Ben Steeler thing was because of like you look at that fashion that off facial Hair and it makes you think of like Ben Stiller and dodgeball. It's like wh- what are you doing? Like why? <laughs> this who who to- who gave you notes to say that you need to do this to your facial hair for this movie or or this or this uh program to happen? Like just I it's just so extra. And it's just like it's and like I know it's heat. I know the purpose of it is heat, obviously, but it is like I think we're past the point of like cutting stupid stuff into our heads to, to get, to get heat. Like leave that shit to the road warriors <laughs> or demolition or whatever the fuck.
0: Like, we don't hate you, Kenny. Like, sorry. Like, you know, we know what well, you're doing, well, well, man. Well, excuse me. There, there are some that, 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 that oh, okay. <laughs>
1: dude hate him. Like for Daniel Bryan, like for Daniel Bryan to get hated and see him to get hated. That man, like literally like fake dumped uh, on, uh, Paul Bear's ashes on Undertaker. See, or Daniel bro. Bryan said he wants to stop fucking global warming and it wants to it wants to be a vegan. This man is on here cutting bullshit into his head, bro. Like what,
0: <laughs> bro? I was uh in, in watching, hearing all this CM Punk stuff this week. I was. Found myself watching some of his old segments, and then I was thinking about when he turned heel, like that man started getting that bad fade. Like, yeah, so he, like, he cut yeah, all the hair off, but like, yeah. there's, like a, there's clearly a line you can see. Like, it was like they didn't finish the haircut or whatever. Do you remember uh,
1: uh, this? I think it was 2013 Slammies, no, 2012 Slammies, and a long time ago, like he interrupts. Like, Flair is there to present, like, uh, I think it's like Superstar of the Year. Uh-huh. And like Cena wins and he comes out with a Heyman and he's like just loses his fucking mind. And like the promo's incredible. Because I watched it like a couple years ago back and I was like, God damn, I forgot how good he was this promo. And then like he's talking with Flair and he's and he's like, you know what, you know what they say about you? You know what, Flair? I remember back in the, I remember a few years ago, I used to be in the locker room with Sean. He used to have when I grow up, I want to be like Rick Flair. I look at you, and I would never want to be you. And he's <laughs> Flair's like, hey, bro. Like, I think he's like, I think, I think he's like, hey, man. Like, the diamonds in this Rolex say that it's like it's X, it's X o'clock, and you know it, it's time to get cracking in, um, not Minneapolis, I think it's Milwaukee. And he's and then like they keep going, and then all of a sudden they decode a the commercial break. out, the Flair says you need to come. I want to, I want a one on one in the ring, and then come every commercial break. And this is after like, uh, that Ryback match where he had a fucked up knee. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's crushing. Himself down to the ring, CM Punk with Heyman, and all of a sudden he gets to the ring, and he ends up jabbing uh, Flair with the, with the with the crush, and he and then like Flair bends over and he breaks the fucking shit. He breaks a fucking crush over the Ring Flair's back and it's 2013. I'm like, God damn, this like f- f- I'm sorry we just derailed this talking about CM Punk again.
0: Bro, like, but he was so fucking great.
1: Yes, like- yeah. And it was, it was the thing it was also fucking hilarious because like he the way that crush buckled around Freak. <laughs> Like the whole oh carcass. It's like God damn! Like, what Flair? Why are you still doing this stuff?
0: A check. <laughs> Rick Flair was thinking about a check.
1: Oh man! All right, so where were we? <laughs> I, I, I,
0: that's it, man. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't know anything else to say about uh, AEW uh, this week. Uh, the Blade did some crazy ass move to Orange cast. It was like a gut wrench powerball on the fucking top rope. I was like jaw dropping j- jaw dropped in amazement at that move
1: i don't even remember that that's crazy
0: yeah. it, it might have been in picture I not remember but there's there's definitely a gif going around if i can find it i'll send it to you but it's like a gut wrench power bomb on the fucking top turnbuckle and like blade jumps to the outside of the ring like it's crazy huh okay Oh, man. Uh, so where are we now? Oh, uh, I'm going to throw this in. This isn't on the sheet. What do you think about this Vince McMahon um, uh, docuseries that's apparently going to start? Oh, the, we're basically doing like
1: the old, uh, the, the people versus O.J. Simpson for like the, the, I guess it's like Vince McMahon versus the the, the US government versus uh, Vince McMahon, the story yes. trial in 92. Yes. And like Kevin Dunn and, and Vince's hands are on it, right? Yes. It's going to be some cap shit.
0: Like, Whatever. Bro, I I like can you think about all the things like like Dave was actually telling the story behind it on Observer Radio and they were trying to figure out the things that won't be in the show. I mean, but a, well,
1: and, obviously they're not gonna talk about how this man was getting supplied steroids and he was sharing them with Hogan.
0: Yeah. Um I'm sure that's a, what am
1: is that what Melser said?
0: Yeah, that was, oh, that oh, was oh. one thing. He was <laughs> like, um he was like, I'm pretty sure the the warrior testimony where he says ninety percent of the wrestlers are on steroids won't be in the show.
1: Was it was it ninety? Was it, I remember? That's I remember he said point. like. Over, I know he said over fifty, but I can't remember the rest of it. It was so long ago I, I did up that stuff.
0: I'm not as familiar with the details of the story, Same here. so like that's a little bit like I don't want to say before my time, but I've never really studied that. Um, you know, and I'll do shit like watch 1993 Raw and shit, but um, yeah, I've never really studied the steroid trial.
1: Yeah, I, I just knew the gist of it. Never gotten into nuts and bolts of it, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, so I mean. Is Darkest Side of the Ring ever going to do that? I feel
0: like they are. I, I, I think mean, they, they should. I, I think they are doing it. Okay, well... So this might be, like, a response to that. So, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get both sides on it. Well, I mean, either way, as they go over this stuff, like, you'll
1: have, um... uh You'll have Monster and Alvarez... Not Alvarez, and, and Meltzer, like, go over, like, Observers Bix. and Notes and Bix... Yeah, go over, like, this stuff from back then, too. Like, so, um... Like, you know, whatever That'll be you know, whatever WWE whatever like WEI's version of them, you know, being choir boys or whatever else, like wh- like they'll re- they'll show the reporting back then and that that's all cap shit. Like Vince is on that shit, and we all know Vince is on that shit. Like, and he was sharing that shit with Hogan.
0: They um I, I imagine the series ends with Stephen McMahon just after nine eleven. So God damn it. This is an assault on my family. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck she's saying. Yeah, yeah. It's Don't like, it's like, it.
1: yeah. It's like, yeah. He like, said, try to tear our family apart and we'll really came back stronger and we'll do it in the USA. It'll be just like that. It's like, I forgot how old Stephanie was at the time. She was she's in her, her what? Own. She was in like her mid
0: 20s, right? She's probably early 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Always fun to uh remember that one. Yeah, whenever like, I whenever like, I see that video come across like, timeline I, I make sure I watch it. I mean
1: it. think about it. Back in 92, do you think Stephanie was knew the details of what was going on in that courtroom when they were sharing all that all, like come on, of course. Of course she thinks of course from her perspective like she thinks it was a witch hunt for her dad. Of course. You know. I don't blame her, I, I, but I would say line. I would I, I would say like even if I thought that or whatever else I, and I was in a situation, I would put my child on her to say no kind of shit like that uh following a 9/11 uh uh tribute show. But yeah. whatever, Vince, Vince, look, Vince, we as well established, Vince rocks differently than I do.
0: Look, <laughs> and Stephanie you know, rocks in, differently than I do. Look, you, you know, the storyline is that Stephanie was getting sent to business meetings by Vince while she may or may not have been 18 years old already in storyline. Oh, God. Like, this was this was what was written. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Nas, it was written like <laughs> this is What was written. So I can only go with that. Yeah. This wild stuff, man. NXT Lowlights. Whoo,
1: Lowlights. Uh okay, so they did L- Let me uh let me pull up these notes real quick. Just give me a second for Lowlights. Uh I'm just going to go to the cage match, pull up the match, the matches. Um there were two good matches on the show. Uh uh but the rest was just like all in just 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 ugh. the main Okay, it's so Lowlights. First Lowlight, the main event. Um NXT women's titles match for Kel Gonzalez versus Zaile. Um They were trying to tell a story of obviously big versus little. Um and obviously trying to the, sto- the story is to try to get Zaya over as look at where she's progressed. And obviously because you know she hasn't lost since the uh, the Tien Shaw stuff started popping off. Um match was not good enough to be in the main event of an NXT uh, show um, unfortunately but them's the breaks right Um, so I am pulling up oh that's NXT UK women's title I'm looking for an NXT women's title Uh, UK. there we go Um, but yeah like and then the match ends up ending where Raquel does a twisting Vader bomb, and as she does a twisting Vader bomb, Zaya is instead of flat on the canvas, she is like twisted to the side, almost as if like somebody's going to land short. Um, so if you know, someone's landing short, like you are, you know, turning sideways to kind of catch the impact that way. But she landed flush, and as she hit her, like as she landed, uh, Raquel's um back basically lands like on like a. Like, kind of like hits Zaya like in the ribs where her sh- where her like arms should have been in theory, uh, and she just so she you can see like you can see something was wrong immediately. Like it looked like when I watched it, I was like, did she break her ribs? Because the way that the uh, you know that was close to the match finish the way they were building the match, and then like the ref she's talking to the ref, she leaned over. The ref is tell is telling Raquel to go to the opposite corner to buy time, and they show the replay of uh, what happened. They and they ca- talk about how brutal it looked, and then by the time they come back from from the uh, replay, you can see like the actual trainers by the ringside, so they're like debating on what to do, and then next thing you know, Rick, Ra- uh, she gets up and she gets up j- just so Raquel can hit her finish. You know that that that. Uh, I think she calls it the, Chica- the chicano the Chicana Bomb, where she, you know, that choke power slam thing she does. Or sorry, choke mm-hmm. power bomb thing that she does. And when she does that, you just see like, is that like she wanted to die. She was so much pain. I was like, and that was the finish. I'm like, if that was the finish, just just award the match as a ref stoppage, TKO to, and have her win. Why would you put somebody through that, through, just, to, just to get hit with a move that's going to make me more pain? Like, you don't know if she broke her ribs or not.
0: Yeah, um, it looks like, you know, I saw I saw the clip, like, when you take, like, those splashes, like, you have to stiffen up and straighten out your arms, like, and, like, basically, uh, think about it, if you are listening to this show, put your arms down directly in front of you, ball them up in a fist. Right. And, and you know, you have to kind of get your arms to take the blow rather than your stomach like <laughs> yeah.
1: like yeah because your, your your arms are there to protect your ribs and your vital organs in case right. you know Finn Balor or azumi or somebody double foot stomps you and breaks your it would in theory break your ribs if they were unprotected weight coming down to your or splash or whatever yeah we've seen you know and it was just like I, I i don't get why that was done um so so that was weird that was a little light um another low light the for the breakout tournament uh mash that they had this breakout tournament thing, is it's just filler. Like Damn. last week it was um it was uh Ikeman Juro versus uh, uh I forgot his name now. Duke Duke something Duke Hudson, Duke Hudson who was the former um
0: Brendan Vink.
1: Bre- Bre- uh, uh, uh Brendan Vink And, like I see Egaman out there and Egaman's clearly good and Vink is Vink. He's the same guy you saw last year with uh, Shane Thorne. Um except with a way better physique now mm-hmm. and a beard um so this match they have odyssey jones odyssey jones is like six five hundred pounds looks like somebody uh, i think they said he used to be a guard uh for a college team can't know mm-hmm. okay I, I didn't recall the team um charismatic dude uh i think you've seen him before you remember a guy that was in uh doing um that was dressing like nation domination mark henry uh
0: yeah, i know what he looks like
1: yeah that's odyssey jones so charismatic dude comes out, likable guy. Crowd's behind him. Just immediately. I think that has to do with like the fact that he was in there with um a dude named Andre Chase. Andre Chase came out there with some horrible gear and got uh and got some of the most genericest of of NXT music. We were saying something saying something because a lot of their music ever since CFO left sounds generic. So man
0: came out there to that demo music, like, basically that, that, that menu screen music.
1: Yeah, bro, you got to see his gear. He looks like a jag. That Andre Chase dude like a complete jag. So and I was like they mentioned that he had wrestled in Japan and wrestled around the world. I, I pulled up to this cage match. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, he's not a P he's not necessarily a PC guy, but like he ain't exactly some indie darling either. So, um, like no, no disrespect to him, but it was like, okay, I see how they doing them. And then they bring Odyssey Jones, Odyssey Jones. He got the music. It's got some good sound of music. He comes out super charismatic, hyped up, like, and he comes out. He got a swagger to him, right? Crowd likes him. And ring bell rings. And <coughs> pardon me. Match match isn't good. And the match was short. It's like three minutes and, and twenty seconds. But it's like you see the stuff they're doing, and it's like, all right. So it's it's like they're treating him like he's like what they want Keith Lee to do. Where it's like, mm. all right, you're we're treating you like you're green and you can't do anything. So we're just going to focus on you being a big guy that can move. And keep in mind, like Andre or sorry, uh Ozzy Jones is way bigger than Keith Lee. Like Ozzy Jones is like 6'5, 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. Right? But when they have him run the ropes, they have him do drop, uh you know, they have him do shoulder tackles or whatever else, he can move. Like, he can move. Like it was all uh, remember when you see like in the in the 90s how Mark King would dunk a basketball? Yeah. He might be able to dunk a basketball. He can move. So it's like, all right. He clearly has something being that size. Crowd likes him for a sight unseen. Might have some. So um he, he ends up winning really quickly after like selling a couple things on like a couple things to Andre Chase didn't and end up beating him. So like, but the match wasn't nothing. But it's like this second match in a row. None of these matches are impressive. Odyssey Jones, like, off the look in the presence, like he looks like he might have something. Now, I've You like, he might have something, but like He's remember. Um, I can't remember the Fran Fischilla uh, joke about that one NBA player that was real sorry. He's like he's two. He's two years away from being two years away. Yeah, like Otzi Jones like, gonna be a project,
0: right? He's gonna be a project. Oh, and I, I think I know that guy's name. I think that is Bruno Cablico, that was on the Raptors. That's I crazy. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. You remember that? But like,
0: why do I remember these? I can't remember. Day it was to day. it was fucking
1: hilarious when he said that. he buried that dude two years away. Yeah. Like, two years away. The yes. disrespect. Yes. how dare you <laughs> and, and the funny part is I was gonna save two years away from two, from two years away for something else and we'll get to it uh later in this show but uh but we'll, we'll get to it later but um yeah so um it just it, it, it just it wasn't a good match but it, and it's like they're not even trying to have a good matches they're just like trying to highlight these people in a squash match it was like well it's a breakout tournament how about you have somebody kind of try to break out you know, uh, maybe that's for later.
0: Right. You know,
1: once they get to once they get to semifinals and finals, we'll see. But like, the only person I've seen before that I think is like really, really good so far, because he's been, they they liked him so much that they actually brought him up to get, you know, to get, you know, have an impressive loss to people, was the Carmelo Hayes dude, but the Carmelo Hayes dude, he don't sell for shit. Um, that's something you can remedy, but like, when he was out there with, with uh, uh the two guys, he was out there with Adam Cole. One time, He's out there with someone else. But when he was out there with Adam Cole, like... Bro, like, he got thrown into, like, the steps. Or he's supposed to land on his knee and have a bad knee. And then, like, literally, he was on the ground on his back. Uh, this is like, a month ago. He was on his back, and he was, like, chilling. And all of a sudden, he looked up and saw the camera on him. And all he goes oh it reached for his knee I fucking howled I was like wh- I, remember the dude I, you might remember this yes, remember a while I, ago I, I, I said you. to the dude like the Carmelo Hayes dude makes uh makes killing I said make, makes carrying crosses selling like Christians that's dude you know yes. I'm talking about so like he's spectacular as far as all that and the moves he could do but like reel it in not reel it in just sell learn how to sell If if he learns how to sell just a little bit, he could be like a – I don't want to say damn near, but he could be in like – he could be like a – trying to think of somebody. He could be like a a ricochet type. Like he's that kind of athletic. Or I don't even want to give you that much pressure, put that much pressure on him. Let's say one of the Martin brothers from Top Flight.
0: Gotcha. Like he can do anything. That kind of stuff you see him do. Oh, by the way, um, speaking of him, uh, he did a running – Tope over the ring post today. Oh, so he did or, a ring. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet <laughs> was doing, was doing in like 2014. He did that today.
1: Okay. That's crazy. Um other things to look at. Um, low lights. I, it was a squash matches. Frankie Mo Neighbor's a woman named JC Jane. Um they brought out uh Jesse Kamea. They're they're teasing this thing like, all right, so Aaliyah left. Frankie Monet, after for weeks before Aaliyah left, uh, was kind of circling those two like I'm going to steal those two from um Robert Stone. Aaliyah left and go, is going to the main roster, so like I guess it's now just it's gonna be Jesse and then like Robert Stone's for the time being, but eventually his time's gonna come where she boots Robert Stone out his ass and it's gonna be just Jesse as a henchman. Um, but like it was a simple squash match and um, gotta say like Frankie Monet so far. She knows what she's doing, but it doesn't look impressive. Mm. Like she I clearly, would, like she I, clearly knows. Like I, I do this, I do X, Y, and Z to elicit this reaction, and it's like you're absolutely right, but you got to do X, Y, and Z better <laughs> to to then make people be like, "Ooh, ah."
0: I think when she gets on a takeover, she'll be fine. She may just be trying to go with the playbook right now because she's a well-traveled veteran and she's like, all right, she knows exactly what they want and she's probably getting, you know, you know, stand ovations when she goes back through.
1: Maybe. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that what she's doing is bad, but I'm looking at it and like, maybe it's my fault that I'm like, comparing it to the stuff I normally want just to start what I'm watching it but I'm like yeah like that is this is like isn't it you're just not it feels like you're almost like you're running through the motions as opposed to like really doing it um but whatever uh let's see what else we have um but I'm trying to think what else we have uh, Anything good? Huh?
0: anything good the
1: good oh hold on. one, one more one more bad thing um so Cameron Grimes is doing the butler thing again with uh with, with LA Knight. night sorry. sorry, Slave. Yes, yes, Slave. <laughs> um, LA Knight is still getting upset that like the stuff he's trying to do to Cameron Grimes isn't bothering him, so so now's back all is backfiring on him. So they wanted he wanted uh Grimes, they pulled up to the to the, to the dangerous uh PC slash full cell parking lot, and LA Knight he told La Knight to get all the bags. It's four different bags, and he's juggling the bags and you know falling and like a goofball. And then Cameron grounds like I'm sorry, in comes Drake Maverick and was like, "Hey, stop being a dick to him." Like, or actually was like, "Hey, I'll help you carry these." Like, this ain't your fight. Leave it alone. La Knight comes back and says, "You want, you want to do his work for him? I want That's a match. They come in, they come and fight.
0: Like, you want to work for me too?
1: Like." <laughs> He's like, no, like no, this is his work, you leave it alone. If you got if you if you got a problem with that, I'll see you in the ring. So they have a match. Um and I, I saw it come from a mile away. What do you think happened? What do you think was the finish, Rich? Or not do you think the finish? Who do you think won? LA Knight, for sure.
0: He lost.
1: Camera guys were getting over with the, was getting over with the crowd during the match, so they treated La Knight went out there like he was Rusev, t- trying to move Lana around to stop Lana from getting cheered. Is one of oh, those. Man. So then, as he so then he gets back in the ring after he has already sought the mud hole in Drake Maverick, and he gets back in the ring and then looks, points, sticks his head through the ropes out to the ring and tells him to know, you know, nose rolling shut his mouth because you know he's a rock. Yeah. he's a white rock. He's crack. So next thing you know, it's like he's about to get fucking schoolboy. Three seconds later, Rich Drake Maverick, schoolboy. One, two, three. Look, Drake Maverick celebrated. You, aren't Cameron... you
0: supposed to have Cameron Grimes accidentally cause Drake Maverick the match in that situation? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. So, Drake Maverick
1: celebrates. Cameron Grimes is happy for him and says, hey, you need to get out of here. So Drake was like, you're right. I need to go. I the only schoolboyed him. I didn't beat him. I school him. He goes to run out of, out the ring the other way. Clothesline, gives his fucking head clothes lined off. Drake met or say, Drake getting p- pummeled by LA Knight. Cameron Grimes looks, looks like he has a choice to make. He gets in the ring and stops, uh, LA Knight. LA Knight says, you know what? I'm not done stomping him out. In fact, you know what? I am done stomping him out because you're going to stomp him out, right? Yeah. So he ends up picking up uh Ellen ends up picking up Maverick, holding him, and then um, the crowd's like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. He, he's, so like, he's, he's like, "He's like, you're a man slave. of your word. You lost his bet. You're a slave, more or, no or, or less. Believe. And then Grimes ends up, end up punching him out, punching out Maverick, and they go back up the aisle. And as they go back up the aisle, Grimes is like literally Walks up to Drake, is like, I'm sorry, man, I had to. So, it's like, that stunk. Because, <laughs> it's like, okay, the only you got over nobody. Like everybody likes Grimes. You made him do the wrong. You made him. You made him succumb to a slaveholder. Yep. You the slaveholder gets embarrassed and loses. The person that gets the upset immediately gets his ass with Let you know that it what that it didn't matter. It was all fake. Even though yeah. we all know it's fake, fake, it's fake. But it's like one of those Corbin uh, Gable losses. It is like nobody got over cool. in the
0: segment. A, a triad of of
1: <laughs> getting some people under all of this. All of this for and, and that was a two minute and nineteen second match. Rich, who knew you could get people under
0: that, that quickly? That,
1: that quickly, yeah. So here is the good stuff. Opening match: uh, Bobby Diamond Mind, Tyler Rust, and Roger Strong versus Bobby Fish, cheetah This is the opening match. This is a playoff of last week uh, with Don mind debut, they beat up Kishida. Um, and then they went and beat up Bobby fish last week. Kashida made the save for Bobby fish. So it's Bobby fish, Kishida versus, Don't, versus Roderick and, and, and Tyler rust in really good match. It's pretty much like an undisputed undisputed versus undisputed damn near. Right. <laughs> so, um, at the end of it, Kishida ends up getting the W over Tyler rust. um, and like that'll continue. So it's back, that's Diamond Russ or Diamond Mind's first loss, but you know, obviously the person they're protecting is um, strong, Roderick. So Russ is gonna eat eat some L's. Um, they did it. Two the two storyline things they had in the show was um... they are building.
0: Um... I just blanked on Legato, what I was saying. Legato and hit row.
1: Yes. Uh, actually, three things then. Um, so, let's get, let's do that. Legato and, um, and Hit Row, they came out. Remember, it was supposed to be a, a mariachi thing or whatever else. So, Legato gets in the ring. Uh, Santos looks at the mariachi and says, you know what? You guys don't... This this crowd... I'm sorry. I changed my mind. We're not going to do that. I changed my mind. This, crowd doesn't, this crowd doesn't deserve our culture. Smart. Or whatever else. So... They leave, so they so they get some mariach, the two mariachis out the ring, which is like I've I never heard of a, a two man mariachi band in my life. but Whatever, it's supposed um, to
0: be like four or five,
1: right? Right. So budget was tight, so so <laughs> they decide to leave. But as they leave, one of them leaves a guitar in the ring, and I was like, angle alert, <laughs> angle alert. <laughs> so uh, he runs, he he runs down. Uh, then after he says, "You guys will deserve this," he's like. We're we're not just gonna do snap our fingers and, enter, and try to entertain you and vomit out the mouth like hit row. So hit row comes down, they start stranging words back and forth, they start fighting. Um Top Dollar top dollar uh ends up fighting I think Mendoza uh Adonis ends up fighting Wild, they get up out the ring, then a swerve and it's uh Santos. I wanna keep wanting to call him Phantasma santos they, they're fighting um and then santos gets the upper hand after one of the one of the uh guys from legato gets back in the ring um i think it's uh i think it was wild and then phantasma gets uh the guitar and he's he's thinking he's it's like kevin owens like the kevin Owens processing where he's like huh he's on the table i'm by it i'm by the top rope table top rope light bulb is one of those there's a guitar he's down guitar light bulb and i, I like that where it's like I'm, I'm trying to tell you stupid idiots, what i'm about to do so um uh, because i'm tired and i'm pr- processing i'm desperate so g- he goes and gets the guitar he goes to wind it up as he winds it up brianna brandy snatches the guitar from them swerve lays him out um then he then brandy presents the guitar to swerve swerve looks at it Looks at him and smiles. It was like, boy, you I don't want to say evil, but it made me think of like uh, the the um, Lucha Underground stuff. So, uh, Wild gets in and, and breaks it up, and uh, Santos is about to ring. They end up laying out the, everybody else. So, it's just now, it's everybody in Hit Row uh, in there with Wild, and Santos is out there on the floor like, what are you about to do? What you think about to do? I'm finna bust this man's back up,
0: (laughs) bro. I saw that GIF. Yes, bro, bro, Swerve like bro. He, he, like he went, he he took the spirit of Jeff Jarrett out on that man's back.
1: He boshed his look, Insider. He boshed his fuck ass. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not bad. Boss.
0: Boss. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there was like this oh, loud scream before he actually made contact, too. So oh, it man. was like, oh, man, he, he knocked the shit out of this man. So like Swerve has like two gifts within like the last like eight months where it's like, oh, shit. Like when Leon Ruff was hanging out the rope and then yes. he just flies by with the foot. Yes. Then this like, God damn.
1: The the best part about this swerve and Leon Ruffin was the fact that like swerve didn't have his footing after that kick, so he damn near fell himself, and he had to get two hands on the ground to keep him falling. Like that shit shit made it better. It's like I fucking hate you, bow. But um, yeah. Uh, so uh, also another good thing that he did. They um,
0: that man playing G flat on that man's back.
1: (laughs) Uh, so they interviewed or they interview. I'm sorry. They um. They they hyped up next week's match between Uh Thatcher and Champa versus Uh Dunn and Uh Lorkin, which is going to be actually is tonight. So that I'm sure that match is going to be awesome. Can't wait to watch that. Um, and then throughout the show, uh, Samoa Joe was looking for carrying cross. after the carrying cross choked him out last week on the show. Uh, so Um Regal was looking for peace at the beginning of the show, halfway through the show, and then they kept coming back like every like half hour or so of. Samoa Joe backstage waiting for the waiting for, for cross to show up so that he can run it. Um, they even did the, you know, he, he shows up, he pulls up the parking lot and the Dodge challenger all the time. So he's, they see the Dodge challenger. He comes out, he goes to pull the person out of the car. It's a geek. Uh, and this, this is the main event angle. So after that Raquel match, he comes out, he pulls the guy in the car and, uh, actually that's, that's what, that's set up the main event angle. So then at the end of the show, uh, Joe comes out and is like, I've been here all, I've been here waiting. He didn't say this, but like, I've waited a week and two hours. I, you <laughs> twenty, actually, you know, a whole week worth of hours. Like, where is Cross? Come out here, stop hiding. I know you're here. I saw your vehicle. Where where you at? Stop hiding. I'm in my, Right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, all of a sudden, Cross I. comes song. up, look on, it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A mixtape, mixtape cut. So, uh Cross comes on the screen. He says, Look, man, this is my NXT. These are my rules. I do what I want. I can do anything, anything, because I have this title. I can do anything I want to anyone. And he pans down and it shows um, Regal Jeff on Harden, the ground. God, yeah. Shows Regal on the ground, knocked out, that parking lot boy. Um, well, he dragged him to the parking lot to do it. He could he could do this anywhere. So, and and to the lure. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the developmental parking bro, lot, I,
0: I need I need to see like a mockumentary about the NXT parking lot. I'd watch like, it. I'd bro, watch like, it. Bro, like, I think if you have like Malcolm Bivens host, host that shit and be like, you know, throughout the years, you know, in the NXT parking lot, like there have been these attacks. And then like you just start show, showing cancer walking through and then fucking. Aleister like, Black. Aleister Black. Who done like, it? Rhea Ripley, oh yeah, all the Who Done It, Nikki Cross, like yes. sitting on top I of the know, thing. I know,
1: yeah. I know. Yes, the Remember, remember when they were interviewing EO and Kyrie to ask if they had done it? The two <laughs> biggest many faces in the company. that they? lay they, they, they lay out? That, that gotta those cover two all.
0: Points. Hey, hey, like they say on TikTok, got to see it through, my boy. Got gots yes. to see it through. Got to check all of uh, you know all people. Oh man, so. Yeah. Like that shit don't need to be no longer than five minutes. Like, bro, they've, in, done in so many, can, lot, they've done so many. They've done so many.
1: You can do like a fifteen minute doc. You can actually, bro, they could do a legit twenty
0: one minute documentary. If they wanted to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a text off. Yes, and, I was about and, to ask you. And send and pitch it pitch off. Ideas. Have
1: like have Michael, Malcolm Bivens or somebody do this at like at least as a YouTube clip or whatever. Not a YouTube right. clip, but at least as like a Twitter video, or whatever. It's the same thing. Like just a investigative journalist. Uh, yep. type of stuff. Expose of the dangerous uh PC
0: parking lots. Yes. And, and you had you try to get as many people to talk on that shit like dead serious about it be like, Yeah man, that, that parking lot, like I try to stay out of there. I try to get, you know, I try to park and then, you know, get right in the building. Remember when Ciampa whooped the ass at every undisputed
1: member until he until he could get a hold of uh of Adam Cole and then he said, I'm look, by the end of the night, I'm going to power bomb your ass through it through this table and I'm going to sign this, co- get his contract signed. And I was actually at that show. That was actually the um, the 2020 Dusty Cup final that uh, that Riddle and um done one. I was at that show. He literally did that shit. And then and then that man like started bleeding the back of his head when he was bro- scrapping with uh Cole and the whole crowd. I didn't train this, but the crowd yelled, "Sign, use the blood, use the blood." Cause his ball head was ble- bleeding. <laughs> Chopper touched his head. It was like fuck it, sign that shit in blood. But um
0: yeah, get it back in blood. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> so uh yeah so after that happens they show they pan down to Regal and uh Joe gets out the ring runs out as he's running out uh Cross is running away uh Cross then gets in the car right as uh Joe gets out there and almost chases down the car um and then he turns back to Regal and goes to black so um oh yeah also I forgot also the, the best match on the show my bad uh <laughs> Colorado versus Austin Theory, um, like Austin Theory was running, his, bumping his gums about uh, that terrible promo that that uh, uh cut last week, where he looked like an uninspiring babyface. It was like this dude's a sucker, and uh, keep in mind over the, over the months, like Austin Theory has gotten him as run checks, his ass can't cash. That's why he always, that's why he's on such a loser. He always loses. So uh, O'Reilly was like. It's funny stuff you said, uh that you said on Twitter or whatever else. I seen you in the ring. And then Johnny was like, Man, you get yourself in trouble all the time. I ain't got nothing for you. You're on your own. So they had a match. It was really it was really good. Uh it was like three and a half stars, or maybe even three and three quarters. Probably three and a half. But um it was really cool. Did really added like a bunch of really cool stuff. Like theory is getting better. Um, and he's always been someone that had his matches with people that are great, so um you know, just, but the same situation as always. Theory has the same has the same baggage everybody else does as, uh, with the Me Too stuff. So or speaking out. So um yeah, uh O'Reilly ended up winning. Uh he powered up at the end, he went nuts on him, and then he ended up slapping the submission, made him tap out. Um but it was a really good match. But that's that's pretty much just NXT.
0: Forgot to mention the painmaker will be back next week. That's, that's I forgot about the painmaker like just yes. had the jacket laying around just bro. in case he when he it. had his when he had his back turned
1: i saw the hat i was like this is the fucking pain maker isn't it and then he turned around i was like and then he had that fucking face paint on on his right his eyes i was like god damn it you fucking allison chains ass bitch
0: yo jericho can do what he want bro he's so over right now so over
1: no but- I'm I'm not laughing at him because it sucks. I'm laughing at him because it's, he looks fucking it's ridiculous. Fucking he's hilarious. You are he too old to be doing like he's not too old to be doing obviously, but like, like He's such a fucking ham. Yes. <laughs> but you know, Deathmatch Jericho at this age is the best Jericho. So,
0: hey, I, I ain't got no problem hey, with it.
1: Then Jericho when uh, Big
0: gonna come see about it.
1: Then Jericho when uh broke uh Ishi streak for best brawler. No. Wasn't he, wasn't he he up there, didn't he almost steal it? Like, a couple years ago?
0: Like, 2018 oh, I to, or 19? 19, nineteen? I had to look it up.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, you I mean, he... You look at these 2018 to now, like, his best matches are these death matches. Chris Jericho, also a death match wrestler? No. Jericho now. Gotcha. Pete Jericho... N- nah. I'm about to say. Nah, Jer- Look. It's WWE. Like, it's a brawling territory. People you can pretend otherwise, but like, what do you, what, what do you think Steve? and called Steve Austin Look, was doing? He was in the crowd. Deathmatch promotion? <laughs> Bruh, okay. TLC, Money in the Bank, uh, Hell in a Cell. I mean, every other month there's a fucking specialty pay-per-view based on some gimmick. Latter it kind of is Yes. Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs.
0: Yo. Who knew? WWE. Deathmatch promotion.
1: Oh, man. Okay.
0: I guess Uh, there's only one thing left of you, James. What's that? Hit the music.
1: Okay, so, um, matches to talk about. uh, Okay, so, first off, Stardom's uh, gotten himself in this situation with them being able to upload shows uh, in different order than chronological because they had one of those. You know we talk about, I'm talking about this before, Rich, where it's like, they're doing like three shows in four days I don't know about that third show it's gonna be like one of those NBA teams it's on the, I heard kick they it's rough no mm-hmm. no lift no lift so mm-hmm. so no snap um they had in a they had six shows in nine days they did Saturday Sunday Wednesday Thursday saturday sunday um over the last nine days so a lot of shows didn't get up yet um but they did put like one big match they they didn't put up yet but they did put up uh um the white belt time match between tam and starlight kid um that match was great i, I liked it more than the cometani uh match at last pay-per-view um it was more it was better worked it had more thought put into it i think it also helped that like sayakama tiny didn't have or that starlight kid didn't have fucked up ribs so um but either way it had interference i think quite frankly this is the best oedo tie uh interference match since kagesu retired um i gave this match four flat stars um if this match did not have interference and it was just like the or a second batch of interference i might have gone four and a quarter like it it was great storytelling um matches based around um matches based around Starlight Kid hurting Tam's uh, back and ribs and then um with some subterfuge from because Cosmic Angels Oino Tai are down on the floor um early in the match Starlight Kid says something to Saki while uh the the other members of Oyadotai and Cosmic Angel scrap it out on the floor. The ref is just distracted. Saki ends up untying the uh corner the he- corner pad and snatches it down. The ref sees at the last second and literally runs to try to stop it. Saki sees it, snatches that fucker down. Um, and then they proceed to uh, throw Tam into the us uh, into the uh uh unexposed turnbuckle twice. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff where like over the over the like, last year or so, Starlight Kid in lower matches would when would beat like the younger girls with a a, a text clover leaf. So working on that back, fighting to get the text text clover leaf. Tam recognizes it, scrambles to the ropes. Um, Starlight Kid gets uh you know works over that back so much to where she ends up going up to the top rope, goes for the top rope moonsault. Tam gets the knees up at the last second. Tam fights back, gets the advantage. Um, then ends up after a while of of going through the match gets Tam hit runs her into the the post again or the uh, corner exposed again, she's done for flips her on her stomach to where her back is exposed goes to the top rope and hits a, a top rope moonsault onto the bad back Tam kicks it like two point nine, um, also given that they wrestled uh at the I think the February Cork Hall in, um. I think January Faber can't remember and, Sir, and Tam got starlight kid out of there with just one tiger suplex. Um, Tam hits one, um, doesn't work out. So she goes for the to- her super one, the, the twilight dream. Uh, they, they're scrambling to try to avoid desperate not to get pinned with that. Um, and they're going back and forth. There's a brawl at the end with, 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 uh, with, with forearms and everything. And there's a James boy spot where they crash each other with, with double, double forearms, and then uh, this this is the finish. I wrote it down.
0: James has the biggest smirk as he's pulling this up right now. Yeah. So
1: Okay. So, Tam has the match dead to right. Dead to right. So, Kid whips Tam into the exposed turn- corner again. Kid charges from the opposite corner. Tam dropped toe holes uh kid into the exposed turnbuckle tam fires up and gets kid up for the twilight dream ronka gets up on the apron with her weapon and distracts the ref tam throws kid to the mat um uh, after getting her up uh, to stop the ref from distracting or try to stop Roka from distracting the ref saki slides the chair to kid the camera pans and zooms tight on kid because she's never cheated to win before this is the moment of truth by the time kid gets to her feet with that chair Tam comes flying in with, uh, with into the shot with a super kick. St- Kid staggers. Tam goes for another head kick. Kid ducks and goes to run Tam into uh, Raoko that's still on the apron with her weapon cocked. Tam ducks out the way. Uh, Tam and Auroko ends up hitting Kid with her weapon. The ref sees it and is like, after all the bullshit 080 times on this match, I'm letting it slide. So... Tam then kicks, uh Roca's head off, and knocks her off the apron, and then bicycle kicks, uh, bicycle knees uh, kid, gets her up, and then hits her with the Twilight Dream and drops her and pins her. I like the match. Like you did all that, no kids. You did all the cheating. You did all. Well, she's nineteen. Beating up children. She's nineteen. Hey, and what look? When Julie was out here beating her up and taking off the mask, you ain't you were not saying that. Now, 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 now it's issue, huh? Now no. it's issue. Tam supposed to be
0: better than this.
1: She's the one that asked for the match. It, it's not like Tam called her out. Tam would have called out Mayu. Um. Anyway, so this was a. Uh, I really enjoyed this match from a storytelling perspective. Like this was like the most Kyrie match I think I've seen in Stardom. Uh, since I started watching, was just like just filled with story and selling and fighting back and and in a way that's like if a Western fan that saw this or a, a, like or this would have fit perfectly into like a WWE AEW show as far as a, a title match. Like it went 22 minutes. It had all the first. It might, it, it's not the same stuff because like obviously there's not as many kicks and and suplexes or whatever. But it reminded me a lot of like Jer- the Jericho fighting or sorry uh, Moxley fighting. The dark the inner circle to get to Jericho. where it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: somebody's constantly cheating and then eventually the babyface overcomes and turns the tables through guile and smarts and, and outsmarts people and, and ends up, you know, winning at the end. Like I really enjoyed this match. I ended up giving four flat. If it had if it had one less round of interference, it had a, cl- a cleaner finish, I would have given I with four and four on it. I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh this is Starlight Kid and Tam's best match w- with each other. Um so, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Marvelous tag. One more thing. On the undercard of this, uh, of this, this is the, the July 21st show. There is a two out of three falls match between um, Julia, Shuri, and Micah versus, uh, Utami, Momo, and Talsaya. And it's good. It's good. I ended up going, um, I didn't give it four. I gave it going, uh, three and... Three and three quarters because like it's a two out of three falls match with like fifteen minutes, but but it was fun. And like most of it was like Shuri and in the first two falls is mostly Shuri and Tommy. and it's like God damn, they're like they're a food of the year contender. Like many times they've wrestled each other. That match they're going to have that Grand Prix match. They're going to have a, a they're gonna have to have another match for the end of the year. Like that's going to be a match of year contender by the end of the year, guaranteed. Like this, they're they're just excellent together. And they've been they've been wrestling each other for months. It's just it's just been a blast to watch them and all different types of uh, matchups just kill each other. They're they're, they're awesome together. They really are. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, all I have on Stardom so uh, right now. Oh, uh, one other thing, um, they did a future of Stardom rematch. Unagi beat Mina. That match was not good. Like the match on pay per view was so much better.
0: Like I this match, we. I, I never got to talk about that pay per view match, but oh, go ahead. I really like that match. Um, I know Nagi gets gets kind of picked on or whatever, but I like her. So um, I like her too. I just think that she's behind
1: everybody. Uh, a lot of the women, or almost all the women that have experience. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I like the match. Yeah, it was a good match. I think I gave it. I can't think I gave it three and a half. I think I gave it three and three quarters. Okay, so we're about the same place. Um. Yeah, so um, with that, uh, we will uh, tr- transfer to talk about the grand- the preview to Grand Prix. But first, uh, because uh, Stardom had a few people participate in Marvelous's fifth year anniversary show, I decided to watch uh, the last three matches of the show. The first match, uh, the first of the three, was um, Mayu Itani versus Rin Kanakura. Rin. Um, as some of y'all are more familiar with, uh, from being in the AW uh, Japanese side of the women's eliminate eliminator tournament. Um, she was in there with Mayu. Mayu is uh, her her reason why she got into the wrestling business. Uh she's inspired her idol, whatever you want, or idolized her or whatever else And um, since two thousand since last year, Marvelous has had um Rin, Takumi Roha, and Meiho Shizuki come in and do some stuff on Stardom shows. Like Ren's last time in Stardom was the April pay per view, um, where they ended up losing Kid. Uh, where
0: they wasn't know. she in the big battle royal too?
1: Yes, she was. So it was May. Close okay. to the so um, yeah, man. So that match that match is like a undercard Mayu uh, Grand Prix match. Like was Seven minutes, three and a half stars. <laughs> just, just like, God, like you watch her and just like. She, she makes this shit look so easy, and then like you look at it like yeah, three and a half stars. You're like, oh, with seven minutes, god damn, you're good. Like, like she could wrestle almost literally anybody. She could, she could like Yoshihiko, the doll from DDT. Mm-hmm. She could wrestle the doll to three and a half stars in seven minutes. Like she's that fucking good. Um, Rin was Rin was was there. It was very I, that sounded like I'm being disrespectful. Yeah, Rin is good. There. Rin is good. Mayu's on a whole nother level. Um, she beat her quickly it was almost like a um less fast but it's almost like the hazuki uh, i'm sorry the mayu in like Hazumi match from like 2019 in the grand prix where it's just like i'm gonna give you some things and then i'm gonna beat you and it's not gonna be a competitive match but it's not meant to be a competitive match uh so that was fun and then they hugged each other and they walked off so the match that rich actually did see that i actually recommended to him um starlight kid in Mio Momono. So Mio Momono this year is one of the best like Joshi wrestlers this year outside of stardom. Um, she she basically basically like put her in all the big stuff that Takumi couldn't do while she was out with the torn ACL, and she is floored. Her move. yeah. Um, so Starlight Kid and Mio Momono versus Azumi and other Azumi, Meho Hazuki. Uh, they have talked about being a tag team. Um, for and I think they're going to be in the tag later. I think they're going to actually not going to do Momo and Azumi this year. I think they're going to do put May in there, and I think it's going to be great because they've already had a tag match uh, early this year that had Starlight Kid versus uh, uh Giant Sai, and that match was awesome. I, I may have gone four stars on that. Like, but so it's so it's those four, and it's just it's basically a high speed tag team wrestling match, um, which I've never seen before, and it was fucking fantastic. Rich, the floor is yours.
0: Yeah, man. This uh this felt like an exhibition all star game. Um very fast, crisp work. Some of it, you know, you look at him like, oh it, it looks a little coordinated, but like that doesn't bother me. Right. Um in and out of like different submissions and roles and uh, stuff like that. I was shocked to see a get pinned here. I I didn't think uh they would let uh I didn't think Ross would, you know, let one of those uh, uh when his folks get pinned or if they were going to get pinned you know it would be Starlight doing it but maybe you save the Azumi and Starlights for your stuff um, I was very impressed by uh, the other two uh, Mio and um, May. Mei yeah they fit like right in And uh, the, the Starlight Kid Azumi uh, rivalry like we already know what that is as far as like the level of work you can expect and those two fit right in there pretty much seamlessly like we were popping like somebody like a good three-point shooter on the spurs or something like (laughs) oh yeah you just slot in right here like that's kind of like what it felt like i was wondering when the winners could fight the bucks because i thought (laughs) that might be interesting um when i was watching it but yeah i liked it i think i i went four stars on it
1: yeah, I went for a flat as well. Um, and, like, that's a 11-minute match. They packed so much shit in this match, and it was, like, literally, like, watching, you know, two sets of of Azumi and Starlight Kid. Like, I've seen May um, from all the stuff that they've done in, um, in their excursions into the stardom, and I've loved her. And, like, She's not exactly like as advanced as Starlight Kid and Azumi. Like she throws a lot of drop kicks, uh, like a young girl does. But like she's just so fast and so smooth, just like Azumi and Kid are. And like there, and then Mio. Like I, I haven't seen that much of Mio because uh, I'm not not in the Stardom excursion. But um, the stuff I have seen of her, I've been impressed. Like she was in the uh, the the main event of the Hannah Tribute uh, Show, mm-hmm. um, which is you know. That match is incredible. I gave him going four and a four and a quarter in that match, and she's all over the place in that match as well. Like it I mean she she's she's, she's fucking good. She's fucking good. Um I mean all four of them, I can you can say the same thing, but it's like there is just a there's just a level of like high speed wrestler that's under twenty five and like four eleven in Japan is just like uh, whether it's you know whether it's like been someone that has been around since like uh, 2013, like Azumi, or someone that's only been around like May since 2018, like late 2018, like whatever they're doing to train these women is a whole other fucking level than whatever we're doing on our side. Yeah. And I don't. And w- there's no reason why we can't wrestle like that. Why we can't have our women wrestle like that, or, or our men even wrestle like that. They're, they're that fucking good. It's like there are a lot of men that they fucking smoke.
0: Smoke. It's like they just roll. It's like they're rolling around. Like it's like they're not even. It's like it's not
1: even like running. they're doing crazy shit. Like doing a bunch of flips and dives or whatever else. They're just solid technical wrestlers.
0: And but it's like lightning quick. Yes. And it's like like it, they're in and out of moves, rolling around the ring, and like just running back and forth. Like their footwork is great. Um. And like they whatever sometimes they sacrifice the striking yes. a little bit, but. I mean, the trades trades are made in that style, so yeah. And I
1: mean like even in like high speed singles matches, it was a tag match that made it go so lightning fast. Like it would have slowed down to get the striking in it had it been a singles match for, for a high speed title or whatever else. But like that wasn't the point. So it was it was just fantastic. And you know, I <sighs> I I, uh, I forgot what I was looking at. Um. The, oh, okay, I know what it was. Last weekend, um, last weekend set of shows, uh, they did a little, a little it pre-match intro thing for Tam because it was her fifth anniversary. Uh, I think it was the su- last Sunday show. Um, the eighteenth was her fifth year anniversary. And I'm thinking to myself like, look at the, I look at the people in the PC that have been around since, since 2016. I'm just like, is there anybody that's only been re- that's been wrestling for five years in WWE? That started in WWE, that like can lace her fucking boots. I don't think so. I had to look, but... and then and then and then you look at like Meiho Suzuki, who's been wrestling since like November 2018 was her debut. You you saw that? Who the fuck is that? Good. This in WWE that's that started wrestling 2018. Let alone late 2018. Let alone yeah. bas- like basically beginning of 2019.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not Raquel Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Raquel, but
1: oh man,
0: just just yeah, a man, different let, breed. Let, it let, seems like. But and, uh, and the, ma- the main event on that show is that the oh, Takumi return yeah. match.
1: The main event is Takumi's return match. Uh, she tore her. I would ace- watch that. <laughs> huh? I said, like, had I known that, I would have watched that. <laughs> and the match wasn't actually that good. Oh wow! Um. Yeah, okay. like. Uh, I'll get to it in a second, but um, the video packages they show Takumi, which the, the spot where she actually tore. So I never saw the spot. Um, she's basically like powering somebody over her head, They like give like almost like a an attempt to get out of a um, a power bomb behind her back into like a, a almost like a, a, a ro- like a sunset flip pin or a, or a code red or whatever else, and is her her right knee just. And it wasn't even like devastatingly like a, a disgusting looking angle, but it just went in and you're just like, Oh, you know what it is. Once you see that knee bend in, um, and like, they you know, show, unless
0: you're Giannis, you
1: know, well, I mean, he got lucky. His knee went back, backward like a flamingo. and set it to the side. Um, so they showed the, 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 uh, the road back to rehab. I actually saw that video that they showed cause they put it on Twitter, uh, before the anniversary show. So, Uh, I was basically showing her, you know, like the video that, that she was posting, um, some of the videos she's posted along the time on the road to recovery were like, they're showing her she could barely walk, they're showing how she was like stuck in the hospital for a while, um, and like the only person that could see her was Chagusa, um, Nagayo, and like, just showed her like, you know, after the surgery, like, getting back and like how, you know, at certain points, like it was hard for her to even like walk a couple steps without a crutch, to then like showing her like starting to you know walk, they're showing her like rolling, they're showing her like doing like kick work and how much it would hurt her kick her leg. Keep in mind like she she's a right footed kicker, so like it was her right knee. So like to be able to kick in theory, like you need a stable left leg. That's your plant leg. Like normally, uh-huh. like because like if you have a torn ACL, like you ever watch some of the UFC fighters, people get like fucked up knees and all of a sudden like. Yeah they kick with that bad leg because they can use it as a whip. They don't need to stabilize. So, um, but she was having struggles with that um, to like all the time building back to where she's back in like eight months. She's back eight months and like she's, she's back and she's wrestling Hibiki. Hibiki is someone that I've, you know, um, out of that class of young girls and Marvelous from like 2018, like the three that I know are Maria, um, Makito Shindo and uh, May. But I do not, I've never seen Hibiki. She's one of them, and like, I would see, I saw, you know, you see people's timelines, you see pictures of her and you like, and you see the transformation over like the, the two years or whatever, and you're just like, oh, she's basically turned into like this monster heel that like is annoying as fuck. Alright. Mm-hmm. So like, the match is happening and like, she's bullshitting around and, uh, remember, remember, um, Andres Miyagi? Yes. So, after she left Stardom, she's bounced around, and she's been in, like, Actress at, Girls, and apparently, like, there is some angle, multi-promotional angle, I, I don't know if it's in Oz Academy, or if it's in, um, Sendai Girls as well, but, like, there's a stable of men and women from different, um, indie promotions and in quotation marks, where, like, they're basically, like, we're all black and they're heels and they cheat and they're just bastards. It's not Ozaki Goon. Don't know I know you I know you're, I know you're made, it's like light bulbs like you know
0: it's not Ozaki Goon. It's like say, is, it, is it bullet club? Like, it's
1: like it's not it's like but they're almost like goffs. Uh but almost like goffs. I, I can't really put my finger on it because obviously I'm not Japanese, I don't know the cultural significance of whatever they're doing, but like they're all wearing black, they all have like pale they're all like pale faced almost and like and Hibiki's in that, and, like, she's in there, and the Miyagi's out here helping her cheat, helping, uh, t- uh, helping Hibiki cheat against Takumi, and, like, it's a lot of just body part match, work on the bad right neck for, for, like, ten minutes, or, like, ten minutes, and then, like, eventually Takumi, like, comes back, and, like, I'm just there to watch, like, see, because I just want to see, like, where is she? And then, like, she starts running off them kicks, she starts hitting the ropes, she hits a fucking swan time, like, holy shit, she is, like, Takumi again, um, so that's that's really all I wanted out the match. Like I want I want as evidence to see where she I want enough to see where she kind of is physically. So mm-hmm. she's moving. She looks like herself. Uh, so I'm you know I'm happy that she's going to be in the Grand Prix, and I guess that's now the transition Speaking to, to, to Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've got the red block and the blue block. I I don't know how we should do this, James. Should we do over and under on the miles of points uh, for, for 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 each person here? Over
1: under. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, sure. Let's do it quickly, though. Let's do it quickly.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Death Yamasan. Oh, uh, this is a red block, by the way.
1: Yeah, this is a red block. Oh, before well, we get to that, looking at the makeup of, of each block, what block is the A block and what block is the B block?
0: The A block is the blue block.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's because of uh, the st- the stylistic choices, but I just like the firepower on that block is so much, Is it's just heavy artillery. Like, um, going through this,
0: it's like they have like one or two more people. Yeah, in the
1: basically, block. like, like the boo block is Azumi, Konami Micah, Roka. Who's you know the she? I don't think like if not for her injury, I don't think she's in this. I don't, I don't know. Actually, she was going to be in it, but like in a normal circumstance, like if B, if bead hadn't left, she wouldn't be in this. Like they just want to get to twenty. Like if this was like last year or two years ago, she wouldn't even be in this tournament. But whatever. Um, Shuri, Talsaya, Takumi, Tam Unagi, and 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 Utami. Like that's, that's a fucking killer block. A killer block. <laughs> a killer, block. Killer, killer block. Um, and then the and then the red block is Def, or Fukigen Death. Death. We could just call her Death. Um, Julia Hameka who. Looking at the uh the scheduling, um Takumi and Himeka basically don't start this tournament until the end of the month. Um Takumi is I'm assuming that's because of like, you know, make sure everything's right before I, you know, hop into this <laughs> this fucking gauntlet of matches. And then um Hameka's been out was out for two months with uh with the back issue. Like she only she only wrestled that, that one match in the Grand Prix or not Grand Prix, the Cinderella tournament, um, to put over um, Tal, Saya, so, she's been gone for two months, so, you know, this is by the time she expected back, so they're giving her more time to recuperate fully, so I'm, I'm happy for that, uh, Nasupoi, um, who's been gone for a month, uh, Starlight Kid, Kaguma, Mayu, Mina, Momo, and Saki, so, like, you know, I, I just, I think that like if you look at the the personality and character of both blocks i think the a the a block is the red block but if you go off just like the sheer overwhelming star or the sheer overwhelming like power of work rate and in match quality you gotta say that the a block is uh the blue stars
0: yeah uh this should be a great tournament um yeah really excited to see Takumi, but let's go back to the
1: yeah um, over unders
0: the over unders so um they have how many matches? They wrestle. They wrestle nine matches. Yeah, just like G one this year. Okay. Yeah, they got so ten, 10 people each spot. Death. What's our over or under? I'm gonna say the over or under is three points. Three points. All right. Um, Julia.
1: Um, I'm thinking.
0: I'm thinking thirteen. I'm with you. Um, I think I'll take the over on that. Um. I probably would too. Right at fourteen. Yep, um, Himeka.
1: She won the block. She won her block last year. They had Julie and Mayu in it. Um, was no, Momu was not in that block. Uh, I think she doesn't make the final again. So I'm going to say I'm to say eleven.
0: I was going to say nine, but um, so I'll take the under on that. Um, okay, Starlight Kid. Okay, so... Is it, is it time to elevate? I saw... Okay, so...
1: They originally had a schedule out. And then they moved one of the matches to a later date. As if, like, there's going to be booking implications for two people. And it involved... Uh, Kid and Momo. So... I'm thinking they're... I think... I'm thinking they're going to not be eliminated until, like... Well... To be quite frankly, like the last night is um, Kid versus Mayu. So like, you know, that's going to have ramifications for one or both of them uh, to get to win the block. So I think I think that you have to I think that you have to say that like. At least at least 12,
0: I was going to say 11, but OK, uh, so, yeah, we're on the same page pretty much there. Uh, Kaguma.
1: Ooh, um I'm going to say I'm going to say like
0: eight. I will go six okay on that um Mayu Iwatani, the icon you gotta say thirteen right yeah I think her and Julia pretty much equal footing yeah. uh, Mina thinking thinking like five or six I was gonna go eight for Mina but
1: um maybe like that's the I think that's the ceiling Laid his ceiling, but I think she's she's. Or I-
0: seven, I'll go. How about that?
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Momo Watanabe. <sighs> um, her lat the last night of the tournament, she is facing.
0: Julia. Hmm. I um, hate they- Momo, so I'm gonna go nine.
1: <laughs> I know. Eight. Okay. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 12. Okay. I'm going to go 12. I have yet to see her in a Grand Prix where she was eliminated before the first night, before the last, the final night. So, uh, just based off that, she's going to have to be, in, I think she has to be in contention.
0: That's a boy.
1: She is somebody that I, she's somebody that I wish they would uh, go higher with. Um, but I'm just gonna stick. I'm gonna stick at eight. Actually, no. I'll say nine. I'll say nine. I think she might
0: break even. I'll go with. I'll. I'll, I'll go with you on that nine. Saki Kushima. Oh, so, uh, I got six. I was gonna this. say
1: five, but yeah, sure. Okay. Five, six. Yeah. Five, six. Yeah, she's doing jobs. She's doing jobs. Yep. Um. Uh, to the blue block, Azumi. This one stinks. Um, she's gonna have some killer matches. She might end up being
0: like She might get beat like a drum. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with seven. Um and like possibly take
1: the under. That's why I was thinking like maybe that she goes I'm thinking six. I'm thinking six. Like she she is going to be like she's going to be like fourth or fifth in average star rate in this tournament, and she's gonna end up winning six points. Like six or eight points. Konami. They want to push her to get a uh, a title shot, a title challenge against either Utami or Tam after this tournament. Um, she's gone to draws with both of them for fifteen minutes um, in the last month or, or month and a half. Um, she kicked the shit out of a uh, Tam. Um, Had on the ropes, so just based off of that, they have to keep her strong. Like, you know, she's always, she's always the person that you want to keep strong in a tournament um, like this. I'm going to go. It's such, such rough t- tre- uh, treading in this fucking uh, block. Um, I'm
0: going to say 10. I'll go nine. Okay. Um, Micah.
1: You can't say less than you can't say less than eight. Um But I don't think you can say more than twelve.
0: Uh I'll say I'm gonna say nine. I'm with you on that. I just feel like there's too many other people we have to account points yeah. for. Yeah. Um They have both champions in the same block. All right. Ruoka. Ruoka. Zero.
1: No, yeah. I, I do that. One, one. One.
0: Yeah. One. <laughs> one. And I'll take the under. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. Sure,
0: Shuri, I, I'm going to go 14. <sighs> Boy. Um,
1: I'm going to say 14 because she might get two or three draws in this bitch. <laughs> like, this. Like, bro. That's like, what we
0: need to have over or under on. How many draws in this fucking thing?
1: But then specifically her because she's the queen of draws like they do not like beating her at all but they also but but like you know what i'm saying so like she's she is the most protected person in this entire company and they protect her instead of beating her giving her draws so and she's great at doing draws too so i'll um yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll go with 14 i'll How go with draws
0: in the tournament jams
1: Last year there were uh I, I I wrote this out and sent to you
0: the other day, didn't I? I'm not sure. Hold on. But um yeah, so far like it's a hell of a tournament right here. Make sure you get your merge. Get your merge.
1: Okay, so last year's tournament um had fifty seven matches, six of them went to draw or NASCO DQ. I think I think it was four draws, four flat out draws. Um, I'm taking more than that this year. Well, we, I'll I'll say, what did I put? I say so so probably like seven
0: or eight, seven or eight draws. So seven and a half. Um. Uh, So up next we got Tall Saya. All right, so
1: she got her title match. Um, She won the Cinderella tournament.
0: That would seem the the tip off. She's not winning this one.
1: Oh, yeah, she's not winning this. Um, I'm going to say, I, I would say nine.
0: I was going to go with eight.
1: You think she'll do better in tournament than Micah?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I think they'll do about the I same. Well,
0: uh, I don't know. I yeah, think, they're, I think they're about the same. Maybe. Yeah, maybe about the same. I mean, uh, we're only one point off, so it's not that, yeah. that big of a deal. Takumi Roja, One Nation Radio's own.
1: <laughs> Why not? Sure.
0: Uh, you know, she, we drafted her this year.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought you were... Okay, I forgot. I, for, I
0: totally forgot. Sponsored athlete. You know, 1A sponsored athlete.
1: <laughs> yes. Put, put a pyramid on. Put a pyramid on that gear. She has a Raya's gear, too. Yeah, she has a Raya's gear. Like, it was almost like Candy Red, Uh, the gear. Like, she... She just she she's just so goddamn cool. I know why you said that that one time, but like that's just the truth. She's fucking cool. She she's cool. She comes out dressed dressed like nothing I've ever seen before. Sometimes comes stuff. down to the ring playing her playing her own theme music with on guitar. She's she she kick the shit out of you like she's a bushy. She does swan tons. She'll strong style brawling this bitch like
0: powerbomb your dumb
1: ass. Yes to death. She's she's just so fucking spectacular. Like she god damn, she's awesome. Alright, um
0: I'm gonna go eleven. Okay, so the final night is
1: her versus Shuri.
0: Take my money now. <laughs> Take my money now.
1: Yeah, so so Also I,
0: One Nation Radio's own Shuri Condor. <laughs>
1: All right, so yeah, I'm gonna say, what do we give Shuri fourteen? Yes, I'm. A, I'm gonna say fourteen when she's gonna be involved in some draws. Like I think there's a top four in this uh, in this in this block. I think this is a clear top four. Um, two champions, Shuri and Takumi. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be the clear class of this block where they're gonna be. You know, I think there's two losses between each each of those four. So I think like I'm I'm just gonna call out 14 for for those four
0: to be honest. All with right, you. Um, Tam. Um,
1: I'm gonna go 13 actually on that one. Now I'm thinking about it, because like she has to she has to lose some people to then set up rematches. Yeah, so Rematch, like so 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 maybe like one more loss and then then the rest of the pack like and still be still be like some mathematical equations to actually play in the last night, but she she'll be eliminated.
0: I'm going to um, I'm going to go uh 12 points for Tam. Like okay. I'll give her a 6 and 3 record.
1: Um I think that she's going to lose to Konami. I think that she will split with uh with between Shuri and uh Utami and I think she'll probably lose to to Takumi. Um so whatever that is so was it? So okay. So what, what would that be? That would be minus two. I'm I'm bad at math right now. I just said I said that she was about to go what? Uh, How many
0: times uh, did you say she lose? Three times. Two times and one draw. Okay, so in that case, that is thirteen. Yeah, so that's what you said, right? Thirteen. I said twelve, but okay, yeah. So, yeah, so over Her under, under thir- I'll put over under thirteen. Um, unagi. Ooh. Um,
1: say I say three. Six. Three gonna or say four.
0: four? I was gonna say six.
1: Okay, so I think she, I think she's gonna be well. I would say that she beat uh, Raka, but like Raka might beat her to set up a futures match. Mm. And if that's the case, then it's looking real grim for
0: her because she might get yeah. like one you upset. You gotta find the wins. You like. Gotta, like you, you give her one upset. Like could she beat a tall Saya?
1: Yes. On some banana peel shit.
0: Could she beat uh, Micah? No. Could she beat one of the champions?
1: No. She ain't hey. been Takumi either.
0: Could she beat Konami?
1: No. She beat. She walked the dog out. She walked the dog with her uh, during that seven match trial series. It wasn't even. It wasn't even uh, competitive.
0: So, she's somewhere probably between two and three wins, struggling to find a third win.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I would probably say three. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, last but not least, Big U, Utami. Gotta say 14. Yeah. She's one of the best champions going. So, (laughs) Uh, I I think she's going to basically probably lose a match or two. Uh, I'll probably say two. And maybe like a match and a draw, even, and then like there's like, mathematical fuckery the that only, keeps her out of it.
1: The only people that are going to beat her, the only people that have a chance of beating her are Tam, Shuri, Takumi, and Konami. I think she beats everybody else. Can't can't have Saya beat her because she beat her at uh, at Budokan Hall. So that's how we're already past that. Yeah. Um. So there's no point in even doing that for a rematch. Um. At least not not for the rest of not until next year at least.
0: Um, hey man, I I, I know the G one doesn't have their um, bracket out right now, but um, gotta say, man, this one thinking about what could be where, I'm kind of liking the Grand Prix right now. I'm not doing that with you. I'm not doing that with you.
1: I'm not going there. You're on your own.
0: I, I'm, I'm kind of liking it, you know. I I don't know. Like the, the think, clap crowds hit different for me. I <laughs> think okay.
1: So this is how I see it, right? Um,
0: the blue block. I could agree with you. Correct. I, I, I'm primarily star- I'm staring at the blue block when I'm okay. saying Okay.
1: Okay. Fair. Enough. Yeah. If you're saying the blue block, sure Yeah. Fine. Um, because there have been like because the better block in um in each of the two that I've seen, like last year's last year's um last year's blue block that had Momo, Micah tommy shuri azumi um and i'm maybe playing with somebody else like i gave i i had a average, higher average star rating than that b block from last
0: year easily yeah that that b block was a an, ex, an exhibition
1: yeah like when you're what second or third best average star rating is yoshihashi not not no disrespect to yoshihashi you know you know you'd actually know who yoshihashi is in stardom unagi yep absolutely <laughs> That's I may get it. my ass whooped, but I command respect. You will not. You will not try to big bro me or big or big sis me. We will fight. I, and you may and you will whoop me, but you will not disrespect me.
0: Hey,
1: Shout out to Yoshihashi. You
0: know we, we need people that that uh, claim their respect in this world, right?
1: So, yeah. Uh,
0: well, I yeah, guess we, should be a great tournament.
1: Yeah. So I guess uh, last year we did top two uh, picks for each block.
0: For, Yo, for prediction. So how do, how do we do? Do you remember?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we did. We did great. Right. Like you picked, um, you had Utami one, Tam two for winners. I had Tam and Utami. Okay. So like my, my second, so, you know, my second prediction, uh, was one and your first prediction one. We did great. Yeah. Um, as far as getting out of blocks, I I picked Hameka to win the or as my second pick to win the block. I forgot I think you had Kamatani as your second pick, uh and um Tam. Gotcha. Uh I had Tam and Hameka. And the blue block, we both had Utami number one. I forgot what our second picks were for the blue block. So we did we did we did good. We did great. As long well, as, long as like we do this. As long as like no, we watch no, I was, this. I was gonna
0: say that that's why, that's why you kinda won Asia Radio, you know. <laughs> you, you just figure it out always ahead
1: yeah you know? so um all right so predictions for the red block The the two who are your two predictions uh to win the, the red block
0: i'm going to take mayu or julia same here
1: i'm gonna go i'm gonna go julia and i'll lean with,
0: I'll lean with mayu actually
1: wow um it seems so obvious if they go with Julia um, that I'll just that my, you want a damn thing in 2018. Um, they've never done a repeat. They've never done a two time winner. Um, fuck it. I'll go. I'll, it's going to be one of them too, but I'll go with my too. You, 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 you have convinced me. Um, there's also this thing where like so many of the winners um, of, of, uh, the, Grand Prix in previous years have been people that have like were red or white belt champions and lost it like were like the last reign from the uh, were the successors of the I'm sorry the predecessors of the champions going in so um Kyrie
0: Ooh. Look, they got Tam hidden in that other block like she could win this shit and say yeah I want the white belt right that that's that's, that's and, my thing
1: and you know that's what I want <laughs> that's exactly what I want. That's that's the dream. Look,
0: that's why they that's why they keeping it away from you and uh, you know right. and the blocks.
1: And keep in mind, I think what uh, I don't know about two thousand eighteen, but like two thousand nineteen and twenty, like Tam and, and Mayu have more or less been like tied to the hip in the same block, which is kind of like the reason why like we have called uh, the blocks that Mayu and Tam were in the last two years like the A block because like that's just the the aesthetic of the of the um, of the block. So. So yeah, they 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 kept them apart for a reason. They know what they're doing. Um, so B block.
0: Hmm, a little bit tougher because we have two champions here. Um, I I'm going to go out on
1: a limb and say that I, I well I know my two are but you, what, you go ahead.
0: I'm going to go with Shuri and Takumi, and I'm going with Shuri.
1: That's that exactly what I'm going with.
0: Man, great minds think alike.
1: Sh- Shuri and Takumi, like. Uh, The champions don't like those are those are it like it'd be cool if micah um made a deep run but she made a deep run last year like she was alive until the last um she was alive until the final night where um because of the postponements or whatever else and makeups for um either there was a cancellation because of covid or no yeah it was cancellation because of covid um sure he had to wrestle twice um, in uh, two Grand Prix matches to get to to try to get to the final, uh, where she ended up fighting um Micah, and That match was great, um, and beat her, and then she ended up uh, fighting to a draw with Utami, um, and then Utami ended up in the block because of the tiebreaker. So yeah, I think this is a uh, I think I think it's Shuri, and then like Takumi, like they're gonna bring her in and like get make her have her make noise. Like I imagine she's gonna beat uh Utami, so that Utami can get a can get a match. Uh, a yeah. red belt match somewhere down the line, and that match is gonna go fucking off. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, I, 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 those are my two. Uh, Shuri one, Takumi
0: two. You want my bat? Man, my bat shit crazy. Um, scenario is Azumi runs fucking wild, oh and, and Azumi arrives. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like shit. Why not? Like you know, we talked about a banana peel loss. Like why can't Azumi? Uh, why can't Azumi beat Tam? Right. Like, I mean, like, I don't think you can have Azumi and Konami both beat Tam, but, like, I think one or the other.
0: Right. And Azumi and Takumi. Man, also One Nation Radio Zone, <laughs> Azumi. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, winners. Got to pick one or two. Got to pick <sighs> two of them. I'm picking Mai Watani over Shuri in the final. Those are my two mayu and mayu and shuri
1: like either one makes all the sense in the world like to get to like there are two big matches on like the rest of the end of, to get to the end of the year whatever big show they do or whatever else and like it's either mayu and Tam for the white belt or shuri utami for the red belt it's one of them two and i think like that one of them has to win to get to that like you could do julia um I, I don't think that's as narratively satisfying. She's been doing a lot of hanging out. Like, if you saw what they did um, to get, like, for the first, like, two th- two or three minutes of their uh, two out of three falls match, you'd be like, what the fuck is Julian Shuri doing? Uh, They're dressed like a cop. Well, they they had rainbow color afros on in Russell the first two minutes of the match.
0: I, I saw that the rainbow color afros on Twitter, and I was like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? Right. I don't know the culture. But the thing I is, is, I don't right. know the culture. They're
1: just being goofballs. They're just being goofballs. Uh, like,
0: it, yeah, they're just being
1: goofballs. And it was a setup. And um, after they got the shits, those shits knocked off their heads off a drop kick, then they proceeded to ha- like fucking kill it and just to, to build up their uh, tag title defense against Utami in Talsaya. That was, was uh, like, they- the twenty second. Trying- it's not up yet, but I want I, like, I want to see it.
0: I was like, are they trying to fuck with Dev Yamasan or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <here?"> the clown. is right. No, but I want to find a picture of it so I can be like, you know, the 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 meek mill repo shit. You a clown ass nigga? Put a wig on. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. But um. Yeah, man. Um. I think that's it. Is there anything else? Nah, man. Um. You know. Yeah. You, you wrap this up. All right, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise someone other app you're using to uh, listen to the show with. Uh, also, go to the red circle and drop a donation off. We work hard for y'all, so y'all send the work back to us.
0: <laughs> quality show today.
1: Yes. Yes. Hot, hella quality. Um, go to com slash suplex and pick up some official Social suplex podcast network merchandise and listen to the other shows on the network. Uh, you have Keeping It Strong Style. You have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. You have Roman washes shit. You have The Great Consequences Podcast I was about to say 8-Bits But it came out the other way Also 8-Bit Suplex You have All Things Elite And you have Great Match Generator Thanks for listening y'all
0: Hey one last thing Rajon Rondo has two more rings Than Chris Paul
1: (laughs) Hey who would you rather have your team though? The one that'll win (laughs) Who would you rather have on your team? End the show Later End the show